0: we
1: Giving you a slice of unapologetic conversation. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Straight to Tape. My name is C. Perry the Second, Mister Fantastic of podcasting's Fantastic Four. First,
2: <laughs>
1: shut up. First, the comedian, professional joke slinger, Tico de Gallo. So what's good, Tico?
2: Man,
3: you know, lasagna, spaghetti flavored cake,
0: <laughs> and it's delicious. Oh man!
4: Now, now, now that you think about it, now that I think about it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
3: all. That's
5: all I got. I would yeah. say, I would say more of a spaghetti flavored trifle or tiramisu because of the layers. You know? Yeah. Yeah,
0: I can see that. I can see that with the layers. Yeah.
5: You know, my, y'all my have
3: food. y'all you all have grown so much because back in the days, the only types of food I ever heard y'all talk about was either bojangles, motherfucking damn, you know what I'm saying? KW, and you know what I'm saying.
5: And, I still love and KW. Stuff.
3: I know you do, man. Because we still hood man. Y'all, y'all, y'all using fancy words with and W
5: it's not hood. No, there no, used no. to be a K&W in North Hills Mall. Thank you very much.
4: Yeah, precisely.
5: Yeah. We actually gonna start this show with a that, was, that was that was that was KW. Yeah, that
4: was uh, really yeah.
5: yep. yes. It was it was really? it was and reference, really. Hopefully, okay. we can get sponsorship because it is a North Carolina based yeah. company.
1: Yeah,
3: you it know? Is. yeah, yeah true. It's a, a BS. It was before the BS before seasoning. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, okay. so need to have seasoning in their food. And ladies and gentlemen, the first
1: lady of S2T, the quintessential hip hop mom, Keisha with a Y. What's
5: good, K? Here we go with this. Tale. What's up, y'all? It's Keisha with the Y, a.k.a. Hip Hop Mom, a.k.a. Now I Want Some K&W, Crispy Fried Chicken Mom. And I'm going to take your mom with me because I'm her mom. I'm your mom's favorite mom. And your mom likes K&W. She do. She'll go I with I bet you. Do. She'll go with you. Oh, K&W.
1: no, no, no. Tigo. yeah,
5: I know
3: your mom likes
1: K&W. Oh, okay. she'll go. So, oh, how you
3: yeah. know my mom? Yeah, You told me you <laughs> <laughs> Now, let me tell you, man, you take this Medea homecoming thing a little bit too serious, son. Blood <laughs> <laughs> twist! Hold it. Hold it. It was plenty of plot twists in it, so I
0: mean.
3: yeah, <laughs> dog, dude. Oh, man. Anyway, let's get this going.
0: Let's go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Another... Yeah, yeah,
1: and, yeah. Yeah. Too early for the rabbit holes. Uh-huh. And, of course, in the building, our social media assassin for the double deuce, Ladies and gentlemen, it is Rob the Actual. What's good, Rob?
4: Man, chilling, man. I'm in the building, you know, uh, rested, uh, ready to kick this uh, show off. You know what I mean? You know how I do, man. Uh, ruggedly handsome and uh, geekishly intelligent um, uh, as I am. Um, yeah, let's let's get it started, man. Hey, look, if you're in the comments, man, um, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead and drop a, uh, a heart. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you're watching, on, drop a heart on there. Drop a like. Share the stream all that good stuff, man. And, uh, strap in, man. About to take off. Let's go. Exactly. Let's get exactly. It. And look, our fifth wheel is
1: back. Ladies and gentlemen, this. joining us tonight, the host of intelligently ratchet, which you can find on, you know, YouTube on Facebook live at 8 PM. Eastern standard time, the host of intelligently ratchet, our favorite. Our favorite permanent guest host, ladies and gentlemen, Bishop Omega. What's good, Bishop?
2: What is going on, everybody? Thank you all for bringing me to the, illustri- the illustrious and, you know what I'm saying, comfortable straight to take on a Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? It's not only a Taco Tuesday, but it's another type of Tuesday. So I hope your inboxes are fresh with the fruit. And that's all I'm going to say.
0: Fresh
2: with the fruits.
3: with the fruits. The
1: Fresh with the, I, am so, I, don't, I don't exactly I don't, know where to go from really there. Know. Oh, yeah, I, yeah I, I know where to go. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an excellent show in store for you today. In the building, North Carolina Central University men's basketball head coach, Coach Lavelle Moten will be joining us right here on Straight to Tape, okay? Now, yes, yes. Now, remember, ladies and gentlemen, you can catch Straight to Tape, you know, Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Facebook Live, on YouTube, and on Twitch, the uh, audio version of Straight to Tape, which is now powered by a cast, you can find them on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. That's including Apple Podcasts, that's including uh, iHeartRadio, that's including Spotify, including Amazon Music, <coughs> including Google Podcasts, plus yeah. more. Okay,
5: plus we in everywhere, everywhere,
1: and bro, everywhere.
4: Bro, we on large, everything. bro. I'm sorry, yeah, we, we, yeah, we, we everywhere.
1: We... We're everywhere. We're worldwide right now, bro. Okay. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Okay. Also, you know, make sure you're following us on our social media platforms. Uh, you know, that, you know, that being Facebook, that being IG, that being Twitter, straight to tape. Go check out our YouTube channel, S2T Media. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure that you are in tune, in tune with your favorite podcast. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's time for us to get started out this piece. Okay, you know how we do. Let's get things started by taking a look at some of the biggest news storylines of the week in a portion of the show that we call the headline grab. You know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I hate. This is going to be the first headline that we're going to talk about, but it has to be talked about. So, 10 dead in a racially motivated uh Buffalo shooting. So, this past uh Saturday, uh, in Buffalo, New York, uh, at a uh, at a supermarket called Tops, and uh, 18 year old, uh, Peyton Peyton, god, I forgot his last name. I, you know, I don't even want to really talk about his last name, but either way, walked into a supermarket, fully loaded semi automatic rifle, camouflage gear, and started shooting up the place. Mm -hmm. And in the end, and in the end, he uh, yeah, had 14 injured and 10 dead. And he was targeting, and specifically targeting, African Americans. Um, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I really, really, really just hate talking about stories like this. But we would not be doing Our responsibility and do and our due diligence as a show. If uh, you know, if we didn't,
5: Mm -hmm. um, I had a thought. Mm -hmm. Do y'all think that the reparations episode of Atlanta sent this nigga off? (laughs) Because he had this is your he wrote this is your reparations on the the gun. Mm.
0: these are this
5: this or these are your reparations. do you think that's it mark I, I, the only reason it? why no.
1: only reason why I would say no is because he had a 180 page manifesto right okay um and part of that manifesto or his, or his fear uh was the white population being uh replaced. By immigrants and being replaced or more importantly, being replaced by uh people of
3: color right
5: right okay. and this that's a theme that has peripherated through lots of not ex- even extremist right-wing right wing political candidates yeah. and and representatives. It is something that they talk about on a regular basis, just yep. on any level that others are coming mm. into this country and replacing, basically, white men, white straight well, men. Well, so anyone who's on. not a anyone who's not a white straight man is subject to be replaced by anyone who's not a white straight man. And that type of rhetoric is mm. is heavy through um, Republicans, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's well,
1: it's what's it's what's referred to as the Great Replacement theory. Okay, uh, it's you know it, it's a it, you know it's it, it's a theory uh, that actually goes back to the uh, early part of the uh, 20th century. Um, it was a um, a French you know a, a French philosopher who you know came up with the theory. Uh, it it's a philosophy uh you know that's been co opted by uh you know white nationalist groups and as key said that's also been co opted you know by mainstream you know by by mainstream by some mainstream politicians may i wake up
3: may i wake up may i wake up can i wake up i will wake up you're fighting the wrong battle white man it's not us it's the man upstairs. It's the sun. The sun is killing you all because you have no melanin <laughs> in your skin, which is I'll killing your here. sperm cells. I hate it here. Which you can't produce. Hence why it. you're sitting there putting your sperm in, in refrigerators and shit and in your eggs and refrigerators because the sun is killing you all. Uh, let's break it down to science. You mad at the I'm, wrong thing.
2: The way I look, at, like, it, I have a question that I didn't post whatever that I wanted to. I'm like in the history of everything, like, you know, since black people are so, quote unquote, dangerous and we're where we're all this. When's the last time any black people, gang members, you know, let's go with the drug dealers. Let's go with the you don't know, I mean the, the the worst of the worst. When have we ever gone to a, a affluent neighborhood? When have we gone? When has East Durham gone to Woodcroft and shot up Woodcroft because they were white? You know what I'm saying? It's just like this and then they they got this narrative like well, the, we're the dangerous ones. It's like, "No, those people are minding their business. Hold on, you're in Buffalo. Why didn't you go to the hood and do that shit? You know what I mean? Why did you why did you go somewhere where people on a where people were doing their shopping and they weren't doing anything and were being just regular fucking folks and you drive 200 miles on a Saturday afternoon. On a Saturday mm-hmm. afternoon, when you could have gone and got the type of smoke that you wanted out of the projects, you just passed. He didn't want no smoke, though. He's a coward. No, no, thing.
5: he didn't want yeah. no smoke.
2: Yep. He don't want
5: to well, fight well, anybody. He wants to eradicate something.
1: Well, according to his plan, if the if the supermarket was a success, the hood was his neck. The hood was his uh his next uh, targeted area.
5: Yeah, interesting.
2: He was just cutting. His
4: Fascinating. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's uh, like like he said, man. The 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 crazy thing is, this is permeating into mainstream politics, uh-huh. and I mean, that's really dangerous, man. It's really dangerous. You know what I mean? So, I mean, what it, it, it's it has the potential to just set off a like a kind of a chain reaction i hate to say right mm-hmm. man bottom line is y'all know me stay frosty out here in these streets man stay frosty <laughs> stay, stay frosty yeah. stay w- with your head on a swivel it, 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 you know it's fucked up though to be honest with you because now you gotta be just looking at everything and everybody with a side eye you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. gone are the really gone are the days where you can just, you know, go on about your business. Like we try to right. uh, not live in, not, and I'm not advocating living in fear. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you really do have to have your head on a swivel and you have to be, you, you do have to be looking at everybody funny. And
3: mindful where
4: you at. You have but to be mindful it- of your surroundings at all times, 100%.
5: And our new guest, Scott Graham, I don't know, I don't recall seeing his uh, comments in the comments before, but he makes a good point. New York has one of the most stringent gun laws in the country. Ain't nobody mm. have no guns. Right. So it makes That's him even more of a coward to go right. somewhere where he knew that he would not be matched, even minimally, with this this firearm and this firepower. I, and, and And Daniel... Made a good comment, but I have questions about it because he says loss of power scares people. What fucking power? The power to oppress people, the power to make mm-hmm. laws that only benefit you and yours and not me and brands. Yes. Like yes. that power, that's been right. gone. Yes. That's not coming back. I mean, it's slowly, slowly waning. Let's say we have the
2: oh yes, man, a lot right. of things that what happen it is, happen. what it is. However, they start to realize yeah. it. It's it's right. So what it is when it when it was going away, right? It was still, it, they had so much, like too big to fail almost, right? But mm-hmm. now it's starting to be tangible. It's starting right. to be, it's starting they're to lost. be tangible so, at yeah. this point in time. Now they're starting to feel the shit and it's just only a little bit. Now <laughs> it's like, excuse me. Now it's like, oh shit, I can't live in my complete Christian male whiteness anymore. You know what I'm saying? I got to right. be careful with what I say because, oh, because what it was, it was like when Keisha said something in 1992. You know what I'm saying? About the way I'm reacting. Okay, I get a slap on the wrist, we go by the watercolor, we chuckle it off. Now it was 2022. Now I'm getting fired for that shit because they don't want that shit to be, they don't want it to be a media storm. So now it's like, oh my right. god, right, oh right. my god, it's starting to be tangible. It's like, yo, I can't talk to these subservient gorillas the way I want to talk to them anymore, right?
0: You know what right. I'm saying?
2: I can't talk to these damn moon crickets and these damn, you know what I'm saying? I can't talk to them anymore. I can't call them moon crickets. I can't call them monkeys anymore to they face. What is going on? What is going on? And you know what it is? Now the tricking, like uh, one Malcolm X said, the chickens have come to roost. You know what I'm saying? Now it's time. It's like, oh shit. Things are changing. My kids aren't Aren't thinking the same. I can't even teach this mm-hmm. shit to my children right. because they have the right.
5: internet now. Right. They go to school and they talk to those darkies and those brownies and those right. yellow people, and they're all friends. I hate it here. Hate
0: it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hate shit, but, but we knew this was going on in our and you know during yeah, our absolutely. time during our time mm-hmm. because you know when we were growing up as kids, you know they they moved they 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 shipped out some Chavis Heights. They moved us over there to to Broughton. You know what I'm saying? To Athens Drive where all the money was. It was like 90210 over there. You know what I'm saying? So they put the hood over there to see all that stuff. And, you know, we were intermingling. We were talking. You know what I'm saying? And we were hooking up. You know what I'm saying? Daddy's little girl. You know what I'm saying? Her rebelliousness. You know what I'm saying? Happened to touch the black penis. So, you know what I'm saying? You know, you just can't have a baby. And then, you know what I'm saying? It just dilutes. It's like it is. It is what it is. They can't stop it. It's the last days. The last mm. days, man. The last days, man. Mm. They'll find something um, else to be mad at.
1: Yeah. Now, I, I, I do have to... Uh, I Sam brought up a good point uh, where conservative journalists aren't helping either. Um, I mean, the... The 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 great replacement theory is one thing uh, that uh, Fox News is Tucker Carlson. It's
5: it's ra- it's okay. radicalizing. It's yeah. radicalizing. Is that the word? Yeah, mm-hmm. radicalizing yeah. these folks, even if they're on right the now. very fringe of being so angry and upset that they're going to act outwardly and dangerously. That replace like. W- First of all, there is a mental health component to this, right? So nobody that's qualifies as sane, air quotes, is going to go out and with all these firearms and just randomly shoot a whole bunch of select group of people. They're not. So right. that's one thing. But when you have that kind of mentality or mental health disorder in the country and you continue to proliferate this replacement theory it is going to negatively affect these people in a big way like this like this buffalo massacre oh has overshadowed like there were 10 people injured one ended up dying in california and that was a japanese man who was angry at TWA's people who knew right but it's the same type of situation
4: right The but same yeah, it's, type it's, of
5: situation
4: yeah it's just it's just this really dangerous uh I, ideology that you know what I mean that uh white people are being quote unquote eradicated or whatever remember I sent y'all in the uh, in our group chat a, a facebook post from this uh uh some conservative uh, media personality that he was complaining because like all of the commercials and stuff and 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 tv shows were featuring a lot of black people like he was you know he was upset like legit mm-hmm. upset about it and was posting on his facebook and this is like a a well-known like conservative uh media personality not even going to say his name but it's it's oh, just crazy, really crazy, man. Crazy. Nah, 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 nah. It's just it's just crazy because.
5: But meanwhile, for uh, years and years, all of my life, there were no black people in commercials, right? right Until right. recently, we didn't get we don't we don't we didn't get to we didn't get to be represented in nothing, not on no TV shows unless they were our own, like your Cosby show, and they were made for us, right? Not even by right. us, but for us. But all of the other representations, you open up a magazine or the fucking JCPenney catalog or the Toys R Us catalog or all the commercials on TV, they were always, almost always all white. But now that there is inclusion that is representative of this country's makeup, actually, it's not overly black. It's not overly Asian. It's not overly Latino. It's just not all fucking white. And it's not all fucking white because we... My country, the United States of America, is not all white. But you start to yeah. see so, a little drip of color and shit, and now it's oh god, ooh. shut the right. fuck up, yo.
0: But it's all oh, but
3: even up. Up. but but even in that, but even in that, it's still divide, it's still division, even when you watch those commercials, because you can always find a goofy white man with a fine black woman, right? But you see, you know what I'm saying? A white man, and you say a black man. You know, matter of fact, I only really just see black men with white women on commercials. I've seen. Plenty. If I'm not mistaken, I've yeah, seen black, black I've seen men with, with like white women bef- before. I said, but I've seen like were, white women with. You know what I'm saying? I guess it'd be like you know what I'm saying. I don't know. I've I've never really seen it, paid attention to it. I guess, but I've seen you don't, the whole if you joint. Don't watch commercials, just say that. No, no I don't watch commercials because I like mass media, but. You know, but it was like, you know, I've seen, like, goofy white dudes with, like, fine black women. You know what I'm saying? Which is called prosthetic. But I've never seen, like, just a regular old just chick, like a regular old, like, like the chick that be selling, like, like the chick that be doing the uh, the dawn commercials and shit. You know what I'm saying?
0: Okay.
5: Okay, okay yeah, yeah. Nigga, what yeah, is you yeah. talking about? I don't know. Let me tell you. I don't know. I've been trying to figure that, going, that shit out.
4: I was, was trying know. to let him cook, but I still
3: don't know. I'm, the I'm the talking, but I'm talking, but y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all y'all will get it later. Y'all get it later.
2: No, um, we won't. No, bro. yeah. Um, now, what, he think, what he's saying is is that they don't they don't they won't quote unquote give any white dude a homely black woman. Right. But that's they so walk.
5: relative. That has what? nothing. The per the way the people look has nothing to do with what we're talking about.
4: Bro, I don't know. it is a
5: representation of a black man and a black woman, or an Asian man and a black woman, or a white that's man and a white white woman, or a black Rob, woman, no. and some mixed Rob. children. Like it, how the person looks, how their aesthetic, if they're aesthetically pleasing to you, the consumer or not, does not fucking play into this conversation. So stop i have a us. problem i have a problem
4: just joining us um believe it or not we were talking about the shooting in buffalo new york but go ahead thank uh, you Perry. thank
1: you dear i got a problem okay i i i got a problem with the narrative that tico was trying to put out there and the fact that bishop understood it i got a problem with that i have a major problem with that major
5: Y'all look at y'all. I mean, it's, it's okay.
1: A,
4: what it is?
1: I mean, I mean, I j- I just don't understand how you got that. But anyway, uh, so look, guys, here's just the thing. Uh, you know, I I hate to have to go out here, and I'm not gonna be worried on the street. Okay. Nah. I'm gonna be mindful, but
4: I'm not gonna it's be worried. Time. It's right, 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 right.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not gonna be worried. But at the you know, but at the same time, you know, there has to be a level of accountability. And I'm not talking about a level of accountability, uh, you know, that always goes back to the uh, you know, that always goes back to the take your guns narrative. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's not the issue here. Okay. Take their guns. Do you know that's not the issue here. You know, the issue is the issue is the ideology and the ideology of white, you know, of white supremacy uh, that is continuing. That is continuing to become a part of our political narrative. That's it's growing. Saying, you
5: know, and I remember, yeah, like twenty years nice. ago, we thought, okay, things are getting better. You know, and they were. I do believe they were. Things are getting better. Like these people are eventually gonna die out, right? And we'll mm-hmm. be replaced by um will be replaced by more, not, not necessarily agreeing. Mm-hmm. They agree, but they're more level headed than a uh, Jesse Helms, right? Right, right. But I don't even I, then, Jesse Helms Obama. was calm,
1: and Jesse Helms was calm
5: in comparison to a well, lot. Well, he's calm in um, comparison. However, he yeah. had a whole like got a, a person like this little dude or whatever that that killed these people. He doesn't have any power other than the power that he manufactured with that gun. Jesse right. Helms had political power, yeah, lots of it. Right. right, so it's kind of the same on one on different sides yeah, of right. the, the mm-hmm. spectrum yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. this little guy feels completely powerless so he buys this gun and he he modifies it and that's his power.
3: Let me ask you something Perry how did, uh-huh. how how did they uh detain him? Because of the picture I saw he was he was he was not bruised up, wasn't beat down, wasn't shot, didn't seem to be injured or anything, you know, seemed to like you know what I'm saying. He was cool
1: they talked him down and he gave up because he had because he quote unquote had the gun pointed at himself okay so they right. talked he talked they talked him down he gave up uh they peacefully after all his chaos after all his chaos and death that he caused they took him in
0: peacefully yeah whoever, whoever, okay. whoever
3: that negotiator is he needs to be training all negotiators across the motherfucking damn country. I'm telling you because it, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I hear you. I hear you. Same scenario. We getting killed and we ain't got no guns.
5: But anyway, but we don't good. have, we don't, we don't ever get to the negotiator part. Right. They just right. shoot and kill us. Right. They just shoot and kill us whether we're armed or unarmed. We don't even get to that. Like I picture in my mind, like an episode of them, Law and Order, the the first half right. when the crimes happening, right? Right. And they they just ours is like crime to happen. We're fifteen minutes into the show, and then <laughs> they spot a black person as the perpetrator, and they shoot and kill him. And then doom, the doom, show takes right. And then the, shoot, <laughs> the show the show takes <laughs> another turn for like his friend who helped him orchestrate it, but he won't there. In their story. We're 15 minutes in the show. The crime has happened. They find the white faced perpetrator. And then they call in the negotiator. It's a whole big thing, right? It takes up a whole nother 15 minutes of the show. It's a whole big thing. And then the negotiator talks down this person. We don't get to get that far. They don't call a negotiator for us. They don't even worry about whether we have an actual weapon or not. They just murder us there.
3: This is on the
5: spot we get no due process they become judge jury and executioner at that second and this has happened over and over and fucking over again it's over right. and over and over again in every state right we don't get that choice we don't we don't get to get talked down we get shot and killed or knee on the neck and killed or whatever yeah,
2: because it because of the fact of this right here it is what what is perpetrated within the media and on tv and all that stuff so what we need to do what we need to do is this right here is now we see who the dangerous people are so let's start you know i'm saying putting stories and stuff out there of mass shooters because you, because for, for decades, we didn't end the pimps, the whores, and the drug dealers, right? And the gang members. So that does, I mean, with someone looking at that, if you see that image every day that gets in your mind, now you're scared of black people. Understandable. Okay, now you've grown up with that narrative that somehow black people are more dangerous in this country than anybody else. All right, what the fuck ever. Now it's time to start telling those stories now about, no, you're Columbine, yep, yep. you're Sandy Hooks. You know what I'm saying? Now it's time to start putting a face on these mass shooters. You can yeah. hey, you can't go to a club. You can't be you can't go to a club because guess what? Yeah, black people shoot clubs up. But a lot of times that's because there's a fistfight occurred before after it. No one's coming to a club just cuz you're just because you've never you're seen right, you right. never seen a, a black dude go to a a gay club and shoot up the club because those people are gay. You know why? Because his choir director's there and his cousin <laughs> and his auntie's in that mug. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to shoot them up. You know people he cares about. You know what oh, I'm right saying? Right. And, it's, and it's like this. And, and that's where we're missing. It's like somehow people think, you know what I'm saying? Those people think that, they're, that they should be able to be policing things. And if things don't go right, they throw temper tantrums. And unfortunately, these temper tantrums they throw end up getting innocent people and innocent people of color killed. So, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's yeah. like now it's time to start, it's, start it's, it's time to re-educate America to see who really is the dangerous ones. You know what I'm saying? It's right. time to re-educate the world because if you look at it, if you look at it, black people are some of the most peaceful folks and loving folks that has ever been. You know what I'm saying? So we don't forgive the folks. As long as long you, know, as you don't, don't fuck with us. Forgive, as long yeah, as you don't we, fuck we, with us. You know, for, right. Exactly. We some forgiving
3: motherfuckers, boy. We some forgiving motherfuckers. What I'm motherfuckers.
2: saying is this right here. I have never, it's like this. I have never walked, took one of my white friends of or ever seen someone bring a white friend to a, to a black person's home with a whole bunch of black people and them not be welcome. I mean, overly welcome. They'll treat the yo, they'll make sure they'll check in and all that stuff. But you you put that same, you put that same. That same black person going to a white person's home. You know what I'm saying? You and I, what I will tell you this right here: you will have someone there that's looking like, "Why are they here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why are they here? Uncomfortableness." But-
4: But it's like y'all said, man, it's like y'all said, you know, uh, you know, those people were just going about their day, minding their business, going to the store, trying to get some groceries, yada, 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 man, listen. The
5: stories are horrible, yo. The stories are horrible.
4: Um, Really, really, like, like you guys said, man, we we just, just, we just want to, you know what I'm saying, (laughs) go about our our lives and and just, we just want to live. We just want to live. And and not have to
5: worry about it. And that's the thing that, that people white people don't realize because they don't have to do this, right? <laughs> they don't have to worry about am I gonna make it? Like, literally. And it, and and we are so, des- we as black people are desensitized. It's just part of our everyday life, right? I'm gonna drive from here to Durham, which is about oh. 30 minutes, right? Will I get stopped by the police for some bullshit? Mm-hmm. Will they make me get out of the car? What do I say if I have to, if, if, if it happens? Who do I call? Do I need to have my camera rolling so it records it? These are everyday fears, fears mm-hmm. that your Black friends have to live with every day. Like, all my kids are out gone. One's at work, one's out playing, one went to go play guitar somewhere. Are they going to make it home? Will they get stopped? Do they remember what what we talked about when we had the talk? Right. If they get stopped by the police, will it be a nice police? Will it be a not so nice police? Because they exist,
4: right? Mm -hmm.
5: Is my kid going to make it home from where they're going? Yep. That is an everyday fear of mine, personally. And they're in and out of here like, and I'm trying to raise them such that they're aware of what's happening, but not to be afraid to go and do what you're going to do. Cause I was having fun when I was their age. It wasn't such a worry. It was kind of in the back of my mind, but now it's in the forefront of everybody's mind because of the events of the past 20 something, 30 something years.
4: But, but, but critical race theory is the problem.
5: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. so these are uh, things and, like and this that, that kind of shit causes stress which causes hypertension mm-hmm. and diabetes mm-hmm. and strokes it caused mm-hmm. like those the, having to focus on that shit every day every like and then the whole Breonna Taylor thing happened and you're like shit I'm not eating I got to think about shit when I'm in my house I'm in my right. damn house I'm all- when I'm yeah. in my house my supposed to be safe going. place, but the motherfuckers can just come in here and shoot me dead and not pay any fucking consequences.
1: Yeah, nah. These are that's things real. That we think
5: about every yeah. day.
1: You know that that that's real. That's real. And uh, you know, as straight to tape, we're definitely going to keep an eye on it. But you know what? Uh, let's move on. Uh, yeah. Now, ladies and now, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget upcoming. Coach Lavelle Moten will be join will be joining joining us for you know for our sit down conversation. But while we got going on, what is next? Hmm, what's next in the headlines? Okay, so uh, Kendrick Lamar returns with Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. So. Um, this is uh Kendrick Lamar's first album, first first album of new material in what five years since uh you know since uh since Dam. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Um it was announced two weeks ago that Kendrick Lamar was dropping a new album. Last Sunday, uh we were hit with the video, an incredible, an incredible piece of artwork with uh the heart part five. Mm-hmm. And then on Friday, um, you know, the album Miss Morale and the Big Steppers dropped. Um
3: yeah, let me tell with you a tour. Man. With a tour coming up. Yes, with a tour yes. coming up.
1: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. yes.
0: <laughs> Yo, I watched that video, man. Me, I watched yeah.
3: that video. Yo, I watched that video, man. Let me tell you, sometimes you know, you, you have to put your phone down and really just start paying attention to your, you know, to what you're doing. I was watching the video. But I really wasn't watching the video. I was listening, but I really wasn't watching. And so when I was sitting there looking, I was like, I was looking. I was like, damn Kendrick, you had some motherfucking damn Mm. surgery done or some shit. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with his face? But I, you know, what I'm saying. (laughs) But but then I was just like, like like like, but he doesn't, he doesn't 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 look look like like himself." himself. And so I put, you know, I went back, went back into my phone, looked down again, you know what I'm saying, and looked back up again. I'm like, hold on, dude, he had a beard. I know he, I know this motherfucker had a beard, dude. You know what I'm saying? And so I had to sit back and like rewind it and watch it again. And yo, let me tell you, masterly, mastery, mastery, yo, genius. Just straight genius, bro. Just straight genius. Love it, bro. You got to watch that shit like in its entirety. You can't half step on that shit.
5: Yeah, you got to really watch it and pay attention to the lyrics as his faces change. changed. Yeah. Right, but like right, you just right. Said,
1: yeah. It is quite masterful. And the video itself... Prepared you for what was coming up with this album. Um, what were your guys' initial thoughts when you, you know, when you when you press play, and when you got halfway through this quote, uh, this double album?
2: I I can say this right here: Kendrick Lamar uh, has put a new genre of rap out there. It's called therapy rap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's 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 because that's what it sounds like. It, it sounds exactly like someone. That went through there because uh, we, we could go with emo rap because we got Joe Buttons that was always sad and all that stuff. You know what I mean? I talk about my feelings, you know what I mean? But I'm sad. Right. But Kendrick is on the <laughs> other side of that. was like, yeah, I'm in my feelings, but I went and got help. The, right. first,
5: the first line of the shit is like, I've been going through some things. Like, he literally right. sets up the entire, what, Wire. 18 songs? Mm-hmm. Yep. It sets you up it's for fair. it.
2: People are
5: surface listeners nowadays. And I'm not saying, like, everything ain't for everyone. Some people mm-hmm. don't like Kendrick. That's fine. They don't like his, right. his cadence or his choice of words or his beats. speed at which he raps or his beats that he uses. It's fine. But if you listen to this album and don't get some kind of feeling for it, then you're just listening for what you want to hear as opposed to listening for what he provides in this album. Because mm-hmm. there's a, he goes through the entire, and then like um, Bishop said, Joe Button is just sad all the time. This is, this is like a picture into a conversation that you would have, a bunch of conversations mm-hmm. that you would have with your therapist.
2: Yeah, like
5: right. you're just completely pouring everything out and allowing your therapist to help you order your steps, right? And to clear out the minutiae. But
3: she
5: that's what minutia. this is. Minutia. I've used it. that twice this
3: time. I know you
0: did. I love it. Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> minutia. 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 But yo, I'm doing like for
3: real, for real. Like, think about it. The kids were coming out. They were, I mean the kid the young ones were telling you exactly they were hurt. They were telling you they mm-hmm. was on these Xanax, they was on these pills, they're taking this fucking lean, they're doing all this shit. Yo, I'm fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling some type of motherfucking way. You know what I'm saying? And you're absolutely right, uh, Bishop. It is therapy. It's like, yo, okay, I know that y'all feeling this way, but look, this is what you can do. This is what you should do. Yo, you can go out here and get this. I mean, you know, who else? Travis Scott. He tried to tell cats too, yo. I mean, he on some totally different shit, yo. He's like, yo, I'm telling you, I used to be big. I used mm-hmm. to put junk in my, you know, put junk food in my body and shit. I was thinking crazy shit. I started changing my shit, started talking to motherfucking therapists and all types of shit. Now I feel better and I'm, I'm in my top, you know, he's feeling, he's feel good. Right. So yeah, I, you know, and, 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 and as men, we need that. We need that type of, of music, you know what I'm saying? In our repertoire.
2: Yeah. I mean, play it next to you. Push your tea, like sell a little coke, right. and then go to therapy afterwards. Right. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Do exactly. you can, do exactly. it, you can do it all. You do it all. You know what I'm saying?
0: Exactly. You, can do it you all. got you can, it.
2: You can go get your guns. You can go get you go with the Griselda. Get your gun rap. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And then you go talk to it. You can tone a soprano with. You can you can go murder somebody with Griselda, and then go talk to Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and some and some of the uh, what I thought was really dope was some of the subject matter that he really touched on. Uh, mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying, the auntie's diary joint was very was very poignant. Was like, yo, this is what tolerance looks like. You know what I'm saying? This is what tolerance looks like. This is what when you are a kid and you and you know what I'm saying and you you have a an uncle or aunt or or, or a cousin or a brother or sister that is that's that that is gay, lesbian or anything, right? And how you look at them as a child, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, they don't, they, oh, this is a cool person. My right. aunt was cool to me. You know yeah, what I'm saying? She, right. she she, she cut my hair. I don't understand right. why my uncles don't fuck with her. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not understanding because all this person did was give love. It's not right. until you put the rest of that bullshit in, you know what I'm saying, yeah. where you got, you know what I mean, and everything else, where then it turns into something different. Right. right.
5: So, so towards the is, end of that song, that's right. one of my favorite songs on the album. Towards the end of that song, he grows up, right? And right. at the end, he's taught. They're in church, and he's basically telling the pastor, like, either you are of God in love, or you're not, right? Right. So, why why is it my person accepted in your flock?
0: Right. So
5: it it is, and it's this is something that so many of us have gone through. Like, right. I don't understand the, the tug, because there is a tug about this song, and it maybe because it's too deep and it's telling too many of our, our secrets, but uh, almost everybody that I know that's Black mm-hmm. went through one of those scenarios in that song. Right. With someone close to them in their lives.
2: hmm so he's right. just
5: telling a story, and people stay trying to 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 edit or wanting people to edit their own personal experiences instead of either shutting up and listening or shutting up shutting up and not listening.
3: Well, you, know, that's you can't that, you change know.
5: this man's experiences. You can't.
3: Exactly. Exactly. Yo, my, my joint was uh uh worldwide steppers. <laughs> I thought it was like hilarious that he would talk about like <laughs> um he would talk to his ancestors about like fucking white women. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We, we knew you would like that one yeah that shit yeah. had me rolling you know what i'm saying because you know what i'm saying i deal with that myself you know what i'm saying because you know leaving fingerprints on them you know it's very dangerous but anyway uh, i love that song um i thought that. the whole album to be on some real shit um i thought the whole album was like it was a mixture of both albums i think it was a mixture of damn and i think it was a mixture of uh to pimp a butterfly you know, I think it was just the whole mashup mm. of, of 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 that type of just just realness, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's definitely needed. I mean, shit, dude. What was it? Uh, it uh, this is fifth album, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. This is last one. This is last one on uh, Top Dog Entertainment, right? This is last his one. Last,
1: right? His last one with TDA. His last one. Oh wow! Yeah.
5: Did he have wow. two yeah. and did a double to satisfy his contract? You think?
1: No, I think it was just fine. I think it think think he was he just. Uh, yeah he just had one more he just had he one more lap he overshared
3: yeah. oh, mixtapes no. too Mi- mixed oh too, no. no
1: oversharing oversharing is was is actually uh the feel of my favorite song on the album which is we cry together oh my god uh, I don't like oh, it oh my god I like that I love I, I love it I love it uh because it's a full conversation of a toxic relationship from you know you know from you know from, you know, from the anger from the anger to the love making at the end, it's it was incredible, and it was incredible, funny, poignant, and a conversation that I'm sure a lot of people out here who have been in toxic conversations have had, and some of them might have been verbatim.
2: That was said, "Give uh, me my keys." That nigga said, "Fuck you, walking today." I said, "Man, give that, give, cause I've been in the house. I've been in the house, man. Man, like, give me uh, the damn keys, we ain't going nowhere today, bro." <laughs> exactly
1: that was so vivid that was so, that that was that here was so vivid. here's
5: an example here's an example of art that i cannot i appreciate because of the artisticness of it but i have literally never had any of those conversations with any man that i've ever been with i have a failed marriage and never Never. With
1: the baby. Kid, kid, you never told somebody that you should have got with their cousin no
5: <laughs> Damn. I never, well I was raised not to let a nigga drive your car like my dad was like don't let nobody drive this car I am like okay and I just carried that and ain't no nigga gonna drive my car I would never tell someone that I wanted I should have chose their cousin mm-hmm. he would never have my car when I was gone to work he would never drop me off never like, I, I just never been, and not to say whatever, but I just, I, I, it was, it definitely taught me why relationships are so hard nowadays, because mm-hmm. it seems like every detail that that's in that song is fucking glorified in some way, shape, form, or fashion Every fucking day on social media. Like, it is right. funny. Oh, and toxic right. has become like the buzzword to mean exactly what happened in that song. We are ripping each other's eyes, throats and hearts out in mm-hmm. one minute and we're fucking the next minute. And that shit yeah. is it's... What? Matrix. Here, here, it is... Here, here. Um, it, 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 it's glorified daily if you're in relationship groups or you're mm-hmm. in I'm like in a few moms groups or whatever. It's like this this shit is funny to people and it, it hurts me personally because it's sad. I don't ever want to I don't want to feel like that about someone. I don't want to make someone feel like that. I would rather figure out a more productive way to handle our issues.
2: Right. But this However, is,
5: this is all- I, I, I understand like the song is masterful. It still is but it just ain't for me. And that's where I like I listened to it once, now listen to it twice. I listened to mm-hmm. the whole thing twice, right? Listen to it twice. I will probably never listen to that song again.
2: Right. But the 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 crazy thing about it is the tapping noises right at the end.
5: Okay. No, I just said
1: I listened to it five times.
2: Oh. oh okay. Right, but okay, like, don't, right. Tap, don't tap don't tiptoe around the conversation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was like cuz that's what it is. We in that whole song yeah, we we sat there and looked at this this fucking dumpster fire, right? Yeah. But then we then at the end it said don't tap around the actual issue. We didn't deal with the issue at all on that song. At all.
5: At the all. Song. And then yeah, that's
2: well, at well, the well, end that's what that's well. what made it that's what made that song dope to me because it was like this. Yeah, here's a dumpster fire, but oh oh oh, y'all still not dealing with it. Y'all not dealing mm-hmm. with it. There's a message behind this. There's a reason mm-hmm. for this. And it was like, ah then it brings you back to the realization to like how sad it truly is. Yeah. Right. That's Spirit Was dope, yo. Spirit was
3: dope, man. I yeah. like this. I, I wrote this line. I, I had wrote this line down that he had said. What did he say? He said, um, uh, "Stop playing with me, for I turn you into a song." I hear that shit. All I feel that shit. Don't fuck with me. You'll be a joke for real. Yeah, you know. My favorite is. You will be part, of, is, will is, be uh, a part of the show.
5: My favorite is Purple Heart, of course, because uh, you know yeah. Ghosteenies in that shit. My son, my son actually sent it to me when I, when the album came out. He had friends over to listen to it, and they listened to it once, um, you know, because it came out at 12 a.m. or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, so the next morning, I wake up, I was like, "All right, I'm about to listen." He was like, "I'm about to listen again," because he just couldn't kind of fathom they were so excited about this album dropping. And so he just kind of listened lightly through it. And he was like, don't look at the features. Don't look at the features. I was like, okay. And it was a nice surprise to hear the features, even like, you know, Kodak Black, who's supposed to be canceled. And um, Baby Keem, like those newer rappers, Mm -hmm. I think they blended well and kind of brought, brought their newness to Kendrick's mastery of this album
1: because so. I'll say this: it was definitely mastery. He has a tour uh, that's going to be starting soon. He will be in Charlotte on uh, August the uh, August the second. And just a funny side story: uh, uh, I was listening to the album. My daughter's in the car. Where um, I, I look online and I see that you know see that the tour is starting, and the, mm-hmm. and the minute I said that, and this is my daughter who. A couple of months ago, I took her to our first major concert, and that was seeing uh, her. Buddy. Yeah, her favorite rapper, Tyler the Creator. And mm-hmm. the first thing I heard, mine was, "Your dad, your dad, are we going?"
5: We're trying to decide which date we're going to, whether Charlotte yeah. or DC that's or Atlanta. Right.
1: Yeah, but that that yep, that yep. that that's beautiful. That is beautiful. Look, ladies and gentlemen, that was the headline grab. That was Instead our extended you know, baby show. That, 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 that was, ra- that was cool. our rather extended headline grab. All right. But look, ladies and gentlemen, um, you know how we do on straight to tape. The one thing that we love, we love guests. Okay. We love guests, and we let you know, and we have a special guest uh for you uh this evening, okay. Uh, our special guest is a championship winning head basketball coach, he's a philanthropist. Okay, he's an influencer. And look, this man recently had a municipal park renamed in his honor. Okay, I mean, look, that's big. And what you don't believe me, Mm. there it is, right there. Boom, there it is, right there. Okay. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, joining us in the S2T virtual studio, the men's basketball coach of my beloved North Carolina Central University, ladies and gentlemen, welcome coach Lavelle Moten to Straight to Tape. What's, What's good, you?
5: Coach? What's happening, what
6: a- man? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate oh no, you having coach. me. Hey, Key. Hey, baby girl. How are you?
5: Hey, how are you? This yes, is uh hey. my in, uh, illustrious Inlo Eagle. Yes, Las. I love this. let me
3: let you change something. Let me let me let me let me let me change something. You I didn't go, me, go to Inlo. Um, what
5: you gonna tell oh, us? I, I don't have to there go to Inlo. We
3: from there the go. same go. neighborhood. We from the same neighborhood. That's true. We grew we grew up together, son. You know oh, what I'm saying? Okay, I go we go we go way back. We go way back. Yo. It's <laughs> got good to see you, man. you got shit, Sabi. You too, boss. It's good to see you, man. Congratulations on all that you got going on, bro. What's up, family?
6: I appreciate y'all having me, man. Sorry about the um I don't know if Alicia told you about, you know, what's going on, but uh I had to. When yeah, you're a coach of a team, yeah, yeah, you, you yeah, got to coach some stuff. things it's and deal with some, you some uncertainties, exactly. man. But exactly. I won't go miss this for nothing. Uh, we, appreciate look, you, man. We uh, Look, we
1: appreciate it, okay? And, you know, I just showed the picture, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, Lavelle Moton Park,
0: man, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and, and you know, I I didn't get a chance to make it, but look, I saw all, you know, I saw all the video to the dedication and that, yo, it was packed, man. I mean, you had family there, you had friends, you had uh, classmates. Okay. So look from Boston Mm -hmm. to Lane street, to Mm -hmm. NLU, NCCU. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've built community. Okay. What does the word community mean to Lavelle Mountain?
6: Wow. That's a good question, man. Um, it's everything, you know, um, a- as you mentioned, I'm from orchard park projects originally in, in Roxbury in Boston, like home of new addition. Right. And, um, you know, <laughs> you're
2: a big fan. Th- yeah. Three of us
6: stayed in the same building. Right. And so back then our parents, I don't know if y'all remember this stuff or had to go through it, but we used to have these things called rent parties, man. Right. And yep, so yep. what that symbolized was if somebody was struggling to pay their rent, then, Uh, their friends within the community would turn their apartment into a nightclub and literally charge at the door of a housing project Mm -hmm. of a two-bedroom apartment, and everybody would come over and party, and they'd give the the door to the person in need. And that was community. That's what I grew up on. So we all took care of each other. Even when I migrated down to Raleigh, North Carolina, it was the same way. Now, the inception of crack cocaine kind of, you know, discombobulated that a little bit, and now it made you not trust your neighbor as much as you once did. Right. Because people whenever you have any kind of illegal activity. Right. You got some illegal things happening, like in terms of the gun playing. Right. You just got to protect yourself at all times and keep your head mm-hmm. on the swivel. So that distrust kind of violated the community a little bit. But mm-hmm. prior to that, that's all I knew. So I always said, look, man, this is a community that's always taking care of me because we were latchkey kids. Mm-hmm. So we stayed outside all day. So <laughs> you, got, you got discipline from your next door neighbor. You got discipline from the woman up the street, Miss Annie. But then when Mom Dukes got home, they told you her, you Annie. got discipline there, right? And yeah, so, exactly. but when my mom also bought me a bag of Cheetos, she bought my homeboys some bag of Cheetos, too. So we just all took care of one another. Um you know, and there were some tough, humble times, humble beginnings. Like, if your light was off, you just ran the extension cord next door. I'm giving that's y'all dope. all the
3: hood. I'm
0: telling you, <laughs> bro. You yo. know, the hood secrets, right? right? <laughs> and then it, yo. you,
6: you go next door, buy some sugar, borrow some ketchup. Like, you know, that's what we did. We just took care of one another. And I just think it's a, honestly, even though we were from humble beginnings and didn't have a lot financially, I just think us as a people need to go right. back to adopting those ways where we really loved and cared and took care of one another, right? And so um but what happens is when you financially, when you grow, you kind of further yourself away. And, you know, me personally, to answer your question, man, community is everything to me, right? Because you know, what is it for a man to profit the world but lose his soul in return, right? And I see so many people go through that, bro, and that's, that's their prerogative. That's on them, but you know, I got a sense of um survivor's remorse, too, right? if I'm being completely honest with you, because I always ask God, like, why me? Thank you. But why me? Because I want the smartest. I wasn't the brightest. I wasn't the best basketball player that came out of Lane Street. Chico would tell you that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's just I'm really fortunate. And it's not only my moral obligation, but a social responsibility to go back and take care of that community, because I lived in poverty over half my life. So the right. real adjustment is what I'm doing now. now yeah. you know, when I go back to Lane Street, I'm comfortable. That's right? right. Because that's, that's where right. I am. That's, that's what I. But my, the real adjustment Lane is Street really changed a little bit now. Right. It's changing. Yeah, yeah. It's gentrified. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Real, gentrified. <laughs> yeah. real gentrified. The old trap house is
6: worth $1.2 million. But yeah. I'm always right. comfortable in, in that environment because that's just where I grew up at. And so I, I just try to. Make sure I stay obligated to take care of my community, man. Well, you say
3: you say that. You say that, Bill. Let me ask you this though. You you say that, and I know because you know you you um I've, I've seen you and I've seen you at uh, some of the events, the uh, Boys and Girls Club. Mm-hmm. You're real deep into that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, could you could you like little touch on that a little bit? Like you know, what I'm saying I know you're still involved in it. You know, just talk about how that like in sh- like like how that has shaped you. I know how it affected me because, you know, we all went to summer school. I mean, yeah, summer camp and all that together. Yep. Exactly. So, but yeah. you know, just talk about how that right there, uh, you know, shaped you a little bit, if you don't mind. Right?
6: You know, it was crazy.
3: Um, when we moved from Boston,
6: we rode by Raleigh Boulevard. And I just remember asking my mom, like, what is that? Because I saw so many people, so many kids playing on an acre of land in the back of the boys club. And I asked her to sign me and my brother up. And fortunately she did. When I look at the data and statistics from everyone that was from Lane Street, um, in 40 plus years of that housing project existing, only six kids went to college. That's not to say whoever didn't go to college is, mm-hmm. was unsuccessful or whatever, but only six kids went to college. And the common denominator that all six of those kids had was we all went to the boys club. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it was a safe haven. It was really glorified daycare. Mm-hmm. It was the place, and I'm a firm believer, and y'all probably know this as well, with these kids, we can talk them, we can talk them to death all day. They're not trying to hear that. You got to show these show kids them. something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so something tangible. And that's what the Boy Scout did for me. Matters. It just, absolutely. It showed me, it took me to my first baseball game to the Atlanta Braves. It took me to my first um, college basketball game at NC State. Well, now I was outside the hood and I just realized, like, my talents can allow me to escape here and provide a better way, you know, Mm -hmm. for myself and my family. And so I'm thankful for the Boys Club, man, because I went there until I was 18. And so I know how much that place is pretty much responsible for me becoming the man that I am. And I just try to continuously stay active. I'm on the board now and just pour into these things because you know like now a lot of times the board don't even it's not a reflection of the kids that you're serving yep
5: Mm -hmm. yep, yep. it's corporate corporatized so to speak right Right? what the money doing whether it's nonprofit or not it's like what the money's doing
0: absolutely
6: and a couple of years ago i went back and i spoke at their breakfast of champions so each year they have the coach from local i mean you know local colleges come and Duke had came, Coach K has spoke, Roy Williams has spoke, Mack Brown, Kevin Keats, you know, all all that. And so it's their annual fundraiser. It's their breakfast of champions. Probably 2,500 people in there and 2,450 of them don't look like us, right? Mm-hmm. And right. it's everybody from Google to Red Hat to Cree, Lenovo, the governor, the House of Rep, like all of these people. And I asked them before I went on, I said, what's the largest amount that you guys fundraised? And I think they said like a hundred thousand dollars. I went up there, I spoke, and after 20 minutes, everybody's in the room, everybody in the room is crying. And what I learned in that moment, and I already knew this, and y'all know this, like they love a kid that comes from the hood right. mm-hmm. that can stand before them and tell them how he came through. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was my message to them was simple. I'm a reflection of what happens when you invest into the boys club. This is where your money goes. It goes to Mm -hmm. kids like me. Everybody don't need to be a Lavelle Mode. You might have a kid that can cure cancer, but he just needs some resources and opportunities because Mm -hmm. he's going home and he's hungry. I know what that's like. You know what I'm saying? He's going home and he's hungry. So he can't even focus on a California achievement test or an SAT or any kind of standardized test. Right. right? So if you can provide those resources, because truth is, federal government have taken away some of those federal programs that's helped us, you know, the NYSP programs in the summer, all those things, you don't really see them anymore. Right. And because they were government funded, federal funded, and that's been taken away. And I just feel like the Boys Club is that place where it was a safe haven. It was a safe space. The the motto at the time was to, "It's the club that beats the streets," and that's what it did for me.
3: So, so what do you think? So, what do you think about? Because you know, we from the same hood. So, what do you think about them building the why so close to the Boys and Girls Club? Do you think that that's you know? You, you, you feel what I'm saying, yeah. because you know yeah. that Raleigh Boulevard was the, the safe haven for most of us to mm-hmm. go and have, you know, what I'm saying, some say so. But with the whole gentrification joint going on and the YMCA uh, going uh, further down, do you think that the uh, the Boys and Girls Club is going to have to? Uh, that, it's going to be a little trouble there. Or? I
6: think everybody has to adapt, right? Because you know, I've been doing my back to school community day uh, myself and PJ Tucker. Mm -hmm. Um, that's probably, I want to say this is the 14th year, right? And the first year it was maybe 800 families out there. The following year it was like 1200. We got up to like 13, 1400 people at one time. And now it's still a great event, but you can see the numbers starting to dwindle. And that's because the surrounding communities is not a reflection of the the people that we're serving right because Absolutely. it is gentrified and so mm-hmm. the second highest um fastest growing city in north carolina is Nightdale. right mm-hmm. and the reason is because the displacement of the gentrification of the Raleigh residents now they're heading down to nightdale and wake Falls.
0: right mm-hmm. exactly so, where i am and right, so yep.
6: going north riley and it's really weird man like like you know just being involved because when you coach basketball people just think you know that's all you know is basketball right, right? they just think you're dumb talk <laughs> or whatever but i tell people all the time like basketball is what i do is not who i am i am right, right. and so um we're all well educated human beings especially about our community and the thing about raleigh i don't even know if y'all know this but all of the black neighborhoods in raleigh they used to be white neighborhoods exactly. it's cyclical
5: like exactly. gentrification is cyclical so there you go those white higher earning people they take interest in the inner city so then all of the people that at that point the black people and the lower income people that are living close to where they're working in the city they get displaced out and then they change their mind so they start to the 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 gentrifying folks move out move out so they move back in so it's like Decades. They get older.
3: Yeah, they get yeah, older and they, to, want, to right. and they want to move out and have space. They move
5: out to the and country and they come and have exactly. more space.
6: And it, yeah, becomes, so a, so it's it like becomes, becomes a cycle, right? right. Yeah. Because right. It, the, cycle. The, the operative word is housing projects. It project. was a project, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will show you, I can show you footage of, of um, Apollo Heights and mm-hmm. Melvin Court mm-hmm. and Nation mm-hmm. Road. It will blow your mind. You'll mm-hmm. be like, yeah. no way, this is not Apollo Heights. i tell you. It's just all
3: crazy crazy
6: white people right. right but what happens is those communities were white worth there all those things was white and then yep. someone black moves in and then right. everyone else disperse and relocates yep. to north riley yep. Yep.
0: Right? Well, right people now-
3: don't understand they didn't understand this level that uh chavis height used to be mm. for military you should be for military. So once you got out of mm-hmm. you know once you get out of the military and you have yeah. a family, mm-hmm. you would stay in the Chavez Heights. You would say. go then use mm-hmm. your loan or whatever, your VA loan or whatever, and go get you a house. And then you move out of the you move out of it. That was there the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Then they were like, "Yo." Then the husband started like, "Hey." We we don't need these women no more. They start leaving right. their wives, leaving them yeah. in these home projects. But, into the projects.
1: projects
0: yeah. Right. Yeah. But right.
1: but Tico, Tico, that was a part of the national cycle of white flight, exactly. which you saw, mm-hmm. which you saw happen in the sixties. Okay. I'm a product. Of the, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a product of that white flight You know, when my, you know, when my Grandparents moved from Harlem And moved, you know, and moved to You know, Southside, Queens, Jamaica In the, in the early 60s That white flight was, you know, that White flight was starting then Okay, and, you know, and now You know, and now you Come back 40 years later Now you're looking, you know, now You know, now you're looking at uh, White incursion, okay Mm -hmm. Uh, With, with the you know, with the children of those moving back in. Yeah.
3: Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
6: yeah. Absolutely. Hey, and I'll Lavelle,
3: miss- L- yo, I'm sorry, Lavelle, yo. I know we're talking about this, and it's crazy that you would hit on this mm-hmm. because I also want that. You know, I, 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 yo, dude, I've been, I've been peeping you for a minute, man, and uh I love what you do. I know you're doing some stuff on, uh, on, on South Raleigh, southeast Raleigh. You know what I'm saying, some uh with with some with some real estate and uh you know what I'm saying uh, affordable housing and stuff like that. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, how hard is that going? Because you know that's our neighborhood, and I really mm-hmm. appreciate everything that you're doing. Because mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Uh, how is how difficult has that 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 journey been, or or, or are you still fighting the fight, or, or how's that going?
6: Man, it's crazy that you asked that, man, because um, anytime you're the first of anything um, and you're trying to blaze a trail, it's going to be difficult, right? I don't care what it is as a black Mm -hmm. man or a black woman. When you're the first, it's going to be difficult. And you know that going into it. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's a great, and and the thing with our people, um, especially in, in Southeast Raleigh, community i just wanted to educate them right like we can disagree like i i don't i don't mind that i'm not always right who am i you know what i'm saying but i don't want anyone like you guys see some of the city council meetings and things of that nature i don't know if you ever you know took a peek at that but those things become so disrespectful and so emotional and people be cussing each other out then go on facebook and cuss out you know elected officials and so on and so forth and yeah that's cool it might make you feel better but at the end of the day what does it get you
5: it's not right? moving anything forward at
6: there all. you go right so it makes you feel good or whatever whatever i think one of the primary issues with black folks um and i say this all the time and i just wanted to kind of help correct it and i cuz i understand it i just think we're way too emotional in terms of the political um climate and mm-hmm. I think these parties have taken advantage of our emotions, right, right. instead of our logic, over the span of fifty years, mm-hmm. and so our right, doctor part-
5: Spock says that all the time. That's Robert.
6: Absolutely. So my my partners <clears throat> and I, uh, C.J. Man and Terrell Midget, right? Uh, shout out Terrell. He's an in-low grad that's or whatever. Real, yeah. and, um, hey, hey,
4: hey. That's my
6: dude. So we decided, like, yo, man, let's start a construction development company, right? Mm-hmm. Because we saw all this de- we saw all this gentrification happening. And no one was benefiting that looked like us. Right. 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 And so yeah. I put it like this everyone loves Atlanta. And I, I use this for example. Everyone loves Atlanta. Right. Like, and we all know someone in Atlanta. And the crazy thing is, the people we know in Atlanta, they all probably do different things. Right. But they all got their own little hustle, whatever they side business, whatever they got going on because it's like the black Mecca of America,
0: mm-hmm. right? Right.
6: And yeah. so, but the reason that that came about was um, in the 70s, they were building the airport and um, um, the mayor at the time, who was a central grad, told them, look, this airport is $400 million, right? 20% of these contracts have to go to black black people, black companies. And they gave him resistance on that initially. But he said, OK, you give us 20 percent of 400 million or you get 100 percent of zero. But <laughs> that's you decide. Right. So they eventually gave it. And from that project, he was able to create 18 millionaires. And God knows how many thousandaires because these people did the tile, the sheetrock, the concrete, yep. the slab, and all this stuff. So yep. he created 18 black millionaires in Atlanta just off of that um, that project. Right. And, and Lavelle, so,
5: can I can I put a pin in here and get mm-hmm. on my soapbox for two seconds? Yeah, vote because you can't have people who advocate for you unless mm-hmm. they're in office making these decisions. So if you right. don't vote, then you're not. This is not what you're gonna get. You're gonna get what we truth. Do. Right. Truth. Okay, uh, absolutely.
6: And, and so that that's the thing, right? Because we we never really knew the residual effects of voting. But what I've right. learned in this whole ordeal, is life is, for Black people, it's just like a real-life monopoly game, right? And so, the object of monopoly, <laughs> you sit down, Everybody sits down and everybody get the same amount of money. I think it's fifteen hundred. Get out of my joke, money. Lavelle. Get out right. of my joke. I got a joke like that. Get out of my oh, joke. My bad. Right? My <laughs> oh bad. no. Go, my ahead, bad. go ahead. Go ahead. Guy.
0: Go right. ahead, God. Go ahead, God. Yo,
3: me. And we on the same. We on the same. Go ahead,
0: man. Go ahead. Go and ahead.
6: The purpose. The purpose. The purpose of the game is to go around the board and acquire your pop property. And once you acquire acquire the property, develop that property in hopes of someone landing on it. So they can pay you and you can create generational wealth for yourself and your family. And if you Mm -hmm. ain't able to land on the property, then you land on the utilities, the power, the water, whatever it may be. But you got to own something going around. The problem with black people in America is we've been going around the board and we don't own nothing. We're just hoping to land on free parking or get out of jail free, hoping to collect $200 as we go along. Meanwhile, we're landing on other people's property, making them rich, and we don't have anything. Right. And what happens right. when you play that game that way? Two things going to happen. Either you go into jail or you got to get up from the board because you're going to be bankrupt. Right? Yep. And that's what's happened to True. black people in True. Raleigh. In the 60s, only two black people owned land in Raleigh. In 2022, yeah. only two black people owned land in Southeast Raleigh. So the economic gap hasn't grown. And I just told everyone, because there was a lot of resistance with black people But fortunately, they trust me because they know I'm from that community and of that community. They ain't necessarily have to agree with me, but they trusted me. And I just told them to listen. I said, I want y'all to understand something. I get it. Y'all don't want nobody to come in here and do nothing to this land and that because you're claiming these neighborhoods and we're emotional about it. I said, but this fairgrounds was built in like Dorton Arena was built in 1953. Right, mm-hmm. that was a year before Brown versus Board of Education, so we will not even it mm-hmm. over there. So what did right. black right. people get out of that? Nothing. Right. Nothing. I said we are all old enough to remember the Civic Center and Memorial Auditorium in the heart yep. of downtown. Yep, right? yep, which absolutely. A, graduated a, from
3: that joint. There you go. I did. We all too. did that. Yep. <laughs> yep. It was
6: it was parallel to Shaw, adjacent to Walnut Terrace and Chavis Heights. In the heart mm-hmm. of downtown Raleigh, what did black people get out of that? We have
5: none of it. No, nothing,
0: nothing. Nothing. They built PNC no Arena. They had no party.
6: What the P- They built PNC Arena. What did black people get out of that? Nothing. nothing. Red Hat um, Amphitheater. What did black people get? Nothing. They Not did what Walnut Creek Amphitheater. All they did was give you two tickets because they knew the music was going to be loud to a Conway Twitty concert, and that's all we got. Out of that.
0: So my point
6: is, we can't keep allowing these developments to happen. And we get nothing because 90 percent of the problems for black people and people of color that look like us can be solved through economic growth. Right. But we it don't is. have anything. economic. But Lavelle so is
5: also a mindset, because a lot of times we hold this land like historically we've held this land and then we sell it to the first person knocking on our door, uh-huh. offering us six go. figures, low six figures. No better. For yeah, some you before, because millions, you ain't never seen it right? before. Because you never seen six figures before. You because never seen, never six, seen figures. six figures. So a lot of that is like, like you said, financial ed- education and and, yeah. and the understanding of what wealth actually is. Yeah. Wealth isn't something. I mean, it is, but technically isn't something you can pull out of your pocket and take to the store, right? Absolutely. You, you got to go through, <laughs> jump through a bunch of hoops to get to that wealth to liquidate Absolutely. it. Um, but wealth is something that you can pass on. To Absolutely. your
0: uh, your your future your future claim they leave
3: something right because that's yeah. they exactly yeah. exactly like 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 um you know our whole neighborhoods you know uh everybody stays at grandma house grandma mm-hmm. house, is, you know you know you, and then you live at grandma house and then you don't really take care of grandma house you you ain't mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying you ain't you ain't painting grandma house you ain't doing yeah. the floors you ain't doing the cabinet but you outside smoking cigarettes in front of camera grandma house. Even cigarettes right. buds on the porch. You, right. but you, right. Exactly, but you are lowering the, the property value down. Because I remember yeah, you and you and you and you remember too. We've been in people's houses in the projects where they was it was immaculate, clean, immaculate. Right. There was a the person at Chavis Height growing fucking corn. I <laughs> shit you not. Fucking corn. <laughs> Corn, like man. a fucking like the corn grew over the fucking project. That's how fucking big man. fucking corn. That's Somebody how rich the land. Man, that's how grandma. Mean, that, that's, they don't understand how rich the land. I mean, the the fertile the the, the soil is there. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Fuck what mm-hmm. up with all y'all fucking building on that shit? How fertile that fucking that man? This shit is fucking bugged out. And I love what you're doing, man. And yeah. Keep doing that, man. I and by all it. means, I'm a teacher. Yeah. Goddamn, put me in mother, put me in mother, put me in one of, of them motherfucker homes, bro. Yeah, yep. And that's the, that's it. the.
6: See, I'm, I'm <laughs> glad you there, said bro. it because what <laughs> I told people is like we've forgotten about community again. It's the initial question you ask: what does community mean? And I, my my thing was everything. I want you to think about something like, right? Like the average cost of living in Wake County is three hundred and eighty-three thousand dollars. Right? Boy, yeah. Who the hell could,
5: like who the fuck makes that money?
6: You who know what I'm saying? That? Like, yo, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's real life crazy for me, right? And so, my thing is, it's the people that make the community, not $10 chai tea lattes and $15 mm. lettuce wraps, right? It's the people. And think about it. We have two historically black colleges within five miles of one another, St. Paul and Shaw. Shaw's the first. HBCU, if I'm not mistaken. But the people that serve that university, who was it? The cafeteria workers, Mm -hmm. right? And how did they get to work? They probably caught the cat bus or walked or rode a bike because they could stay, Mm -hmm. they could afford to stay in the community, right? Right. So it's the people, it's you, the teachers, it's the Mm -hmm. policemen, right? Mm -hmm. It's the firefighters. Think about what happens if grandma, God forbid, what happens if someone, grandma, experienced heart pains? And they called nine one one, but nine one one got to come from Johnston County because they can't afford to live in the area. And so now they coming <laughs> from Johnston County to go to Lane Street instead of
0: right. you right. know,
6: three blocks over. Right. Like the yeah. cafeteria right. workers, the cafeteria workers, and all the Wake County public schools, or even you know the HBCUs. What about the janitors, the custodians? Those people uh-huh. were invaluable in in. Those are the people that people forget about. And I'm like, yo, that's who I'm fighting for. So I come as one, but I'm representing 10,000. And so even though people may disagree with what I'm saying, they know my heart is in the right place because I'm not Mm -hmm. thinking about myself. Right. And so when you're doing affordable housing, you don't make no money off of it. Trust
4: me on that one. I ain't in this for the money thing.
6: Right. But it's to provide housing in a housing crisis because I know what people do when they don't have a roof over their head. And T, you and I Absolutely. know how to get down. Right. You I mean, it's the so evidence.
5: Right. Like, crime rates are up. Violent, violent crimes are up. Right. Like, they have shot up over the past couple of years. No doubt and about And that it. is because people are pressed. Like, no they doubt. barely have roofs over their head. They they are barely making ends meet. And that's, that's where a lot of the crime comes from. Some of it's just frivolous and stupid, right? Not right. talking about that. I'm talking about people stealing... And, and, and committing crimes to try to feed their fucking families because yeah, it's not happening it's becoming shit. less and less yeah. possible in this area and Man, though, for those that say just move if you, you can't afford to put <laughs> gas in your car
0: where
6: the fuck
5: you gonna go <laughs> are you gonna
6: exactly are You, you think run? about the child care over 2 million people um, left their jobs last year and decided to stay home because they couldn't afford child care Right, man. so if you're having a baby right now, and daycare is twelve hundred a month, like who the hell got that? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's insane. So these are the things that people don't really think about, and I, I just feel like you know God blessed me to be in a position to to help others. That's that's it. You know, I'm, I've been blessed to be a blessing to others in, in yeah. whatever capacity, man. Most so definitely, that's bro. what we're trying to do. Yeah, so- Lavelle,
1: Lavelle. I, I sorry, Rob. I got to ask about your day job, bro.
6: Yeah, let's do it.
1: Okay. I got (laughs) to ask
6: about your day job. Okay. So,
1: so it was back in 2009. All right. You went from being the assistant coach to the head coach of your alma mater, North Carolina Mm -hmm. Central University. And Mm -hmm. this was during a time when the school was going into that, going into the transition of Mm -hmm. leaving Division Mm Two, leaving the comfort of the CIAA and Mm -hmm. moving up to Division One. Okay. Mm -hmm. Dude, what was going through your mind as you were out there as the face of that transition?
6: Yeah, you know, it was, it was crazy. Honestly, a lot of people don't know this story on how I even got back to North Carolina Central. Um, I was a high school coach at Sanderson High School. Uh-huh. And, Key, you probably know my uh, principal was an incredible lady who's now the superintendent by the name of Kathy Moore. But mm-hmm. Kathy Moore was my 10th grade French teacher at In-Low,
0: yeah, right? No and so she hired,
6: <laughs> she hired me and at at Sanderson when no one else did because I had applied at other positions, but Leesville, Wakefield, and Nightdale, they all turned me down. And Millbrook, they said, thank you, but no thank you. She was the only one who gave me a chance. So we had success at Sanderson. And Central called me back to come be the assistant coach, but see, it was that Lane Street thing. You know, loyalty is big for us. And I declined Central three times. And Miss Moore came into um, the teachers' lounge and she said, "Coach, I need to see you." And I was like, "Yeah, what's going on?" And she said, "Like yeah, we all know, any time a woman gets in front of you and she take her hands and put it across your face like this, mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> she, she means that thing. Like it, something
6: thing. There's gonna be a deep, inspiring message out there." She said, "Lebel, look at me." And she said, what you have to offer this world is bigger than Sanderson high school. You need to go to your alma mater. And I was like, no, nah, I want to be loyal to you. Cause you, she said, don't worry about that. Right. I didn't understand that right. teaching and coaching was a revolving door, even at Wake County mm-hmm. public school level. Mm-hmm. So after that, that's when I went back to central, I really didn't want to go back because I had so much fun pouring into kids. Um,
0: yeah, that right? level. Right. 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 It's innocent, it's but it's purity. it's
5: funny you should say that because one of the I've I've managed teams of hundreds of people, right? And one of the, the the joys of leading people is for you to give them you to pour into them and them to go higher. Now, yes, you may have a hole that you need to fill, but that is the greatest joy. And you had done that with so many students,
0: mm-hmm. but you right. didn't even
5: realize that for yourself. Absolutely, that, yeah. You, it's time for you to level up, right? You, you pour go. into the kids; they go off to college and do whatever after that, and that's they took that influence right. from you. Yep. You poured exactly. into them, and they leveled exactly. up. But you were you weren't thinking about yourself in, that, I, I, in those yeah, moments.
6: That's that's a beautiful way to put it, Keith. And I, I've never thought about it like that. Like that's right. amazing. Right, and so I went back to Central, and now we're making the transition from Division two to Division one, which is it's insane, right? We didn't have the resources, we ain't had the money, we ain't have a conference, we were just independent, so we were just out there, and I was like, man, I don't want like basketball on this level is nothing but a business. Y'all see that every single day, and I was Mm -hmm. like, man, I don't want to. Like I don't, don't want to do that. That ain't why I got into the game. I want to do it at the grassroots level and be pure and affect and impact lives. And um, you know, we were the worst team when I was the assistant. We were the worst team in the country. So I think in two thousand eight nine, we were th- we won three games and lost thirty games. Right. And we were miserable like I was it was my worst year coaches worst year I've ever lost as assistant coach. And I'm just sitting there like just miserable because we you're playing a game and you ain't even have a chance to win because you're making the transition. So you don't even have the caliber guys to compete. Right. right? right. And so they get they the school fires um, my head coach. Um and So I, the first thing I do, I call Kathy Moore. I say, "Can I have my job back?" Because, you know, what I'm, I'm like, "I, I see this." Is I know I that's right, yo. To,
3: right. We never and, burn our bridges, buddy. Never.
6: See, burn I, your told own bridges, bro. I told you, I Told
3: you. Telling you, bro. Know. That's
6: the first thing I did. I called. And and I'm a guy that hate change. Right. right? I, I don't. I like because I I've been through. See, you know, like on Lane Street, it's so much dysfunction that when you get this, you just this right. all you want right. in life. You just here. Right. You know what I'm saying? All all that and this, I I don't like it. I hate it. So I didn't want any change. And I called Ms. Moore back, and she said, Bill, like, won't you apply for the job? That's like, they're not going to give me this job because I was just a part of the worst team in Central history and NCAA history right now. (laughs) So they're getting rid of everything that's moving. They're going to implode this whole organization. And so I applied for the job. And I thought they would – they advance to the next round, but I thought they did that just because it was a token interview because I went to Central and, you know, my jersey was up, all that foolishness, whatever, and nobody ever asked me a question about basketball. And it was the weirdest thing. And So now I get in front of the committee and they're asking me questions about being a CEO and managing a team, and it was something I had never done before on that level, but I had coached middle school and I had coached high school, and what I told them, I said, look, it's no different. You know, it's still basketball. It's two teams, five players on the floor at each time, right? The only difference between here and high school is that the guys are a little older and they're a little better. That's the only difference, right? <laughs> and so, I said, "They said, if we hire you, how are you going to run this organization?" And I said, "I'll run it the same way my grandmother ran her house, right?" And I told them the core values of, that my grandmother had in her house, right—about being truth, truthful. We're going to live it. We're going to tell it. We're going to take it about being respectful, about having pride in yourself and your last name, about having respect for yourself Mm -hmm. and others, right? And it's really that simple, right? And so um, I told him, if you hire me in five years, we'll win a MEAC tournament, we'll be the ACC school, and we'll go to the NCAA tournament. And I was hired in 2009, and in 2014, we won the MEA championship. We beat yep. NC State. and we went to the NCAA tournament. And the craziest thing,
0: had to. Yeah, they did. Yeah, your school. Yeah, they did. We We had to.
6: But what people yeah. don't know is the day I was hired, the next day I was almost fired because my athletic director called me. And it's it looks good now. It's a popular decision now, right? It's a little sexy to it now. But at the time, I was the youngest coach in the country and nobody thought I should be hired. I didn't have a long resume, didn't have a long <laughs> portfolio. I wasn't proven on the collegiate level. As Wait, they didn't look author. at your
5: age as part of your whole
6: no, probably no. weeks
5: long no. vetting process. Yeah, like They, they say, OK, be hired. you're hired. And then they're like, uh, but you are only how old were you?
6: Yeah. Thirty three, thirty four. When I when I got hired, you're only thirty
5: four. We, we don't right. want you no more.
6: Right. Right. Because what happened and I'm going to tell you this. The only I think that one of the people I have to thank for being hired is Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, because mm. he won the Super Bowl that year. And he was the youngest black coach to win the Super Bowl ever. And so he got so much notoriety that they was like, hey, it may not be a bad thing because they really did. you ever think. get to
5: tell him? Thank you.
6: That's my, one of my best friends in life to this day. Oh, good. I tell him all the time. Like it's, I
4: love it. it.
2: Right. How you tell them oh, apart from all my apps? You can't. You, know you, <laughs> you, you, you know what I'm saying? How you tell them apart? How you how you <laughs> tell them
5: apart from Marcus Williams? How you right. tell <laughs> Marcus <laughs> Williams? <said>
6: Mark, <laughs> shout out to Mark. What's up, boy? So no, nah, yeah. that was that was it.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> um,
4: so I wanted to ask you something about. Um, speaking of the MEAC, uh coach, um mm-hmm. uh with the number of schools that have been departing the MIAC uh, where do you see uh, the future of the MEAC conference itself and uh, NCCU going forward?
6: That's a great question, man. Um, you know, I, I know our administration and um, our higher administration from the chancellor, uh, we just got a new athletic director, Skip Perkins. Skip. Um, yep. Like many of you probably know Skip. Like yep. I know that's been an ongoing conversation. I know we've been- Grand on- hire yeah absolutely mm-hmm. i know we've been loyal to the me because i don't know if you know we, we we're a founder member we're a co-founder member mm-hmm. right and so yeah. but now it's the it's the cost of doing business right um it started with a and t leaving um and then it started during the pandemic with bethune and um who was it um
4: florida years,
6: right yeah. and it just made sense for them honestly you know, in, in terms of proximity because they was passing over SWAC schools to come play us, right? And so it just made sense for them. I just thought in the meantime, during this entire time, that the MEAC should be actively recruiting members. And you should always be actively recruiting members because we're all in the transfer portal role right now. Not mm-hmm. only the players, but athletic directors, presidents, people just mm-hmm. leaving. It's just all of a revolving door. And so now these conferences are aligning themselves to give them, you know, the best economic enhancement for their school and and you know whoever is going to offer that best package. So if you if a school or a conference over here telling you, hey, yo, come over here, we'll put you on TV eight times a year, and we'll get a you'll get a percentage of the, the revenue stream mm-hmm. from those games, and it'll bump you or enhance your budget from. 12 million to 18 million common sense business wise I'm going to take this plus 6 over here right mm-hmm. and so that's why schools are relocating and so on and so forth so um, and then the latest is you know let's just address the elephant in the room I don't know but it's Howard right you heard Howard mm-hmm. it's possible yeah. going to the CAA and so I, I'm no longer willing to take things for with a grain of salt, like where there's smoke, they fire. Everybody ain't telling the same lie. So, you know, right. everybody ain't saying how we're doing it and how it ain't going to do it. That's what, how I look at it. And so I just think we all need to be actively, you know, looking for, for, for a safe space and a place for us to land. And, um, but the decision makers, on that is much bigger than my pay grade. Anyway, you know,
0: (laughs) it's above me now. Yes. It's
6: above me now. I'm sorry. It's above
0: me now. You stupid.
1: You stupid.
6: It's above me now.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. You know, it's funny. I saw this post earlier this week. You're the uh, second, uh, you know, you're number two ranked uh, uh, basketball, you know, college basketball coach on with twitter Mm -hmm. interactions on 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 twitter Mm -hmm. which which i of course find incredible as you being a hbcu coach
0: Mm -hmm. okay
1: Mm -hmm. um how did look how does it feel being an influencer how does it feel being an influencer
6: you know because you are you are man you are
1: okay
0: i
6: just you know what, I really don't look at it like that. I just look at it as me being myself. It goes back to that speech I gave at the boys club. And I told you everybody was in there crying and, you know, all oh, the boo hooing What I found out is that, you know, my life and my story is unique. I understand it. It's rare, right? Not every coach was from a Lane Street type of atmosphere. They didn't have my story in terms of most of, of them,
5: most
6: right, of them right like it's 350 of us 348 of them most of them had doors open for them there you go and, and some yeah. nepotism and all of those right, right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I understand that when I speak a lot of people listen because it's like taking a trip to the safari
0: yep,
6: and being close <laughs> enough to the animals to be able to see them But not (laughs) feeling in danger.
5: Don't you come on this show acting like that. Don't you come on this show? It's like, you
6: you get to ride close to the car. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And now you're really close enough to the
6: animals, but but you're not threatened, right?
0: You feel safe. You're like, hey, I see you. I
6: see you. I see you. Right? And so that's how it is with Twitter. Like, I take you close enough. Yeah. To paint that picture of what it was like to be on Lane Street, or what it's like to have the HBCU experience, or really speak your mind, because most coaches got to be politically correct and they can't say what they say. And I don't be outrageous. I just say I just say the truth. If if right. a kid dies in the middle of the street at the arms of a of a if a black kid dies in the middle of the street at the arms of a cop, I'm gonna say something.
0: Mm-hmm. Right?
6: You follow what I'm saying? And right. years ago, I just said. And it kind of just took off, but I was just being completely honest. I said, yo, it's, it's really weird because you have all these white coaches that I see. Um, they're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and after games, they're dancing. And they know our latest dances. They know our latest mm-hmm. rap songs and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. Just enough to get a 15-second clip and it go viral.
2: Mm-hmm. And I said,
6: most of these coaches in football and basketball their grandkids' kids have generational wealth because kids that was the complexion of George Floyd could run a football mm-hmm. or shoot a basketball. Mm-hmm.
5: Correct. Right. I said, Correct. Now that's Correct. the truth. I yeah. said,
6: but the moment that kid that's the complexion of George Floyd is shot dead in the street,
5: nobody said oh, like say. So Lavelle,
0: that
5: here, here back, circle back to the like level up, level up, level up. So for you some would think not necessarily me but some would think that the next level up would be like a high tier d1 school and i'm talking way out of my like wheelhouse right here but you get me you get me me. yeah so at at that like is part because if you were to make that next level up that shit you was just talking Probably would be a contract that you couldn't, couldn't necessarily right. talk about. You know what I'm saying? Right, so it, right, would right. that be like a determining factor at all? I'm not saying that it's on the table. Y'all don't come for me or whatever. I'm not taking them from Central. I'm just saying that as you leave the HBCU world and enter into the white world, basically, these type of things are definitely part of the consideration of not only you as a candidate, but the school itself on whether to extend an offer to you?
6: That's a great question. Um, and with that said, I never I never really told anybody, Key. That's like, damn, y'all better than <laughs> people that get paid to ask me questions every day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We don't crazy, paid, baby! Yeah. You don't baby!
5: You're uh, all about
6: passion. <laughs> so, yeah.
5: um, you do it for the culture.
6: There you go. <laughs> there you go. And that's what I love, man. Like, that's, that's real. Um, since I've been at Central... I think I've had nine, maybe 10 job opportunities to leave. Uh Um, Some has been made public. Some has not been made public. Um, In that process, I've turned down two jobs that probably paid, no, not probably, Uh they did. They paid a million dollars or more, right? Um, I turned down three MBA jobs, as a assistant coach on that level. it's um, one of those
2: seventy sixes. can, you know what I'm saying, just, you right, know. I want the
6: seventy sixes. I can tell
2: you that. <laughs> oh, man. We need you. Now. We need it you, coach. It wasn't that. You know what I'm
6: saying? We need um, you, coach. <laughs> but I will say, G, over the past three years, or uh, past couple of years, to answer your question, Um I think the thing that people – have gravitated to has been in in y'all y'all mentioned the twitter interactions and stuff like that it's been the authenticity right the true authenticity is now being appreciated more so because we've had dialogue and we've had conversations and i think people are smart enough to know that it's about their bottom line. And their bottom yeah. line, most of their bottom lines are kids that look like me running up and down the floor. So they're going to need someone that can relate to those kids that look like me running up and down that floor.
5: That's that's um, right. one part of it. The other part of it is the parents is, of the students you go. that go to those there you,
0: schools there you for go. the
5: school for the the fans of those. Because we all know black people don't buy a whole lot of basketball NBA basketball. We right. do, but go. not as much as, as white people do. So they and have so, to... It,
6: you a hundred you a thousand you're a thousand percent correct because the boosters
0: uh, hey, and the donors right. don't right. look like
6: well, you, right? the, the ultimate decision makers, not they the don't other kind like of you. boosters. Right, right. right. Yeah,
4: you stupid
0: not, <laughs> stupid.
4: not <laughs> the hood <laughs> boosters. Not not we, the hood. we ain't talking about
0: talking about jack and polo the yeah, donors, you know, the donors. Yo, well nah, no, no,
6: nah, you're right. They they don't look like me. And a lot of times, um, you know, I've 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 turned down jobs because I met with athletic directors and it just didn't feel right. And you guys know what I know. Like, see, you like the one thing right. Lane Street taught me and gave me was the gift of discernment because I'm in a exactly. partner building with 80 yeah, people 80 surrounding people, me. Right. Right, right. So it's easy. There you yeah, go, it's, cool, it's, it's crackheads, it's hustlers. It's, right. it's Lone Sharks, it's the stick-up yeah. kid, it's the jack boys. the dope boy. Right. I, it's the pimp, the prostitutes, the Bible study, the past. I've seen that. every character you can... Because you can't fool me. Right, if you right. fool me, it's because I <laughs> wanted to be fooled. You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> but, so that, when, plays a lot, that plays a lot into it, too. So at the end of the day, I guess what I'm saying is I'm not going to put myself in a position where I can't be myself because I'm not talking right. reckless. Mm-hmm. Right. I got to look at myself in the mirror, and there's no value or price tag on that to say, like, go here, but you can't be yourself. And again, what Mm -hmm. I say is it's it's nothing reckless, I never disrespect anyone, but Mm -hmm. I I, I speak truth to power, especially people that look like me. I'm gonna say, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna speak up on our behalf. Now, I ain't on Twitter having an opinion on everything, right?
5: Inevitably, there's some. Karen going to the athletic director. Damn it, Chet! He mentioned George Floyd in his tweet yesterday. Absolutely. Because what are you going to do about anymore? it? Yeah, 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 yeah. The head, so you, the head gonna, booster lady, right?
6: You're going to get and that. That's
5: not. Yeah, that's not. And that's why
6: it. it's so important to be able to look your athletic directors in the eyes and know that he or she has your back.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, right. Absolutely. You know, through
6: the midst of it all, because part of your job. Is being, it's the totality. Coaching is the totality, right? And so, mm-hmm. yeah, you're coaching a kid for two hours on the basketball floor, but what about 22 hours off the floor, right? right. Now you got to speak truth with mm-hmm. that power because if that kid don't go pro, you got to teach him how to be a man, a husband, a head of household and be a productive citizen yeah. out here, you know, in this society. So that's why mm-hmm. I try to be an open book at North Carolina Central. I got videos on where first thing we do when kids get to camp, campus, we teach you how to be prepared for traffic stops with the cops.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that. right? yeah, we Just mention yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Your,
6: your that. job is that to segment. get home, yep. not be a hero, not do anything. Just get home to mom. That's what we teach our kids. Mm-hmm. Right. And so right. we're teaching them all of these things. And I've been an open book. So anybody that's coming to Lua Lavelle Moton, if you've done any of your homework, you know, this is what he's about. This is what he stands for. And you know, that's what it is.
1: Okay. Look, Eagle land. All right. I'm just gonna Wh- take which, this e- ass. which
5: which which Eagle. In? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm I'm North the Carolina eagle Central. yeah. exactly. Um, um, North you, Carolina have Central you have to now, be Central University. That boy like Central Dwayne
3: University. Wayne from uh from he like Dwayne Wayne from uh, <laughs> uh, uh different,
1: uh, 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 different yeah. world
3: went to school and but, came back to work again.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but we're gonna but, but we gonna take that as. Coach Moton ain't going anywhere anytime soon. We'll leave it at Don't that. Me. Okay. Yeah, we will yeah, we would definitely leave it at that. Uh yo coach, how What's did you that? enjoy the new edition show when they were in uh when they were
3: do they we need to do we conference? need to ask? Do we need to ask?
6: Yeah, I loved it, man. Like I, I just um
0: did oh, did you? Did you really? Okay. Did I mean, really? I just gotta ask. <laughs>
4: I get it off. <laughs>
2: no, we stays with. We stays Listen, with. He Stay just had the wrong colors on. If he would have had yeah. the black on, they, he caught, he caught, look, he would have been, he'd have slid his ass right on stage. Like, who all, the, they 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 all they had to do
0: yeah. was push
5: Bobby's. All they had to do yeah. push Bobby's ooh, tired ooh. ass out the way. Wait, 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 <laughs> <laughs> That whole show was amazing because I went to the one in Charlotte. Yes. Like,
1: I went to the one in, I went to the one in That was, Charlotte, uh, was amazing bro
5: However, <laughs> Charlotte. Yeah, that was Charlotte. Huh? That was Charlotte. That okay, I was there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would like to say, and I w- would like you to get a message to uh, Bell, Biv and DeVoe, okay? Uh
0: oh.
5: I grew up wanting to be a BBD dancer. And the last time I saw them prior to that show was at DPAC for like Central's Homecoming thing or something mm-hmm. like that years mm-hmm. ago. It was probably like seven, eight, nine years mm-hmm. ago. Those dancers were dope. These new dancers, they just be doing the steps. I don't think they feel. They feel.
0: They don't feel, the they don't they they feel, don't feel that, idea. you know.
3: They're they're just, they are you know, not just, hitting that They're they not hitting they it. Hallo. they're not hitting oh. it. Yeah,
0: yeah,
6: oh. yeah, they yeah. They didn't have that. They didn't Well, have you know, it was a it was a. I I don't know if you know this. Their choreographer is a guy by the name of Brooke Payne. Brooke Payne. Yep. Yep. he's Ronnie's uncle. Uh-huh. Um, when we lived in Boston, like, talent shows were the thing, right? So yeah. every every week right, we were right, trying right. to do talent shows, and everybody was trying to get Brooke. And so I named my daughter at the Brooke, right? So oh, my daughter's Brooke, and so wow, they wow. share the same birthday and all of those things or whatever, whatever. And so, <clears throat> and so, um, you got to understand, that show was a new edition show. So when it's uh-huh. a new edition show, it's always going to have Brooks imprint on it like seeing him in rehearsal with them uh-huh. right they still act like they're 12 years old when he's there. oh wow
0: yeah. right <laughs> you know that teacher that walks
6: into the classroom and you just tighten up because it's uh-huh. you know
5: that's yeah. that's brooke too lord so, if miss mcfadden was still alive there you go and, yeah, right, there, right. Right?
6: <laughs> and so that whole style of new addition and what you see um it comes from brooke payne brooke was uh-huh. a Brooke was the Children. choreographer and dancer, and he was mm-hmm. in this group called A Touch of Blue, and they, they kind of patterned themselves. Now I'm going back old school now. Yeah. It was a group called mm-hmm. Blue Magic.
0: Blue right? Magic. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep.
6: Got Blue Magic up. was Brooke's yes. idols. So he just took that and placed it on some little boys, and mm-hmm. that's his whole style. Mm-hmm. So when you see a new edition show, it's gonna be pretty hands, all that, line, mm-hmm. right? but yeah. then when you get to Bebe Bib DeVoe. That's gonna it's be hip-hop. just like it's straight hood. Yeah. that's new addition when they're not on stage. That's who they yeah. are. you know, <laughs> through, dah, 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 dah. so yeah. no, nah, it's dope. It's dope, and he he does a good job of like.
5: Yeah, it was a it was a good show, and the, the choreography was great. I just think mm-hmm. the feeling like they're a young, yeah. young, yeah. young yeah. girl Yeah, and they just yeah. didn't. You know, I don't feel yeah. like they felt it like we feel it. Nah,
6: I Did you see the RBR uh, RBRM show, the Ronnie Bobby Ricky and Mike show? what? Um, the yeah. what? Yeah. no the a
1: couple what? of years ago they, a couple of years ago they were touring uh, they did it so you, know, you would have loved that, that because that was just mm-hmm. more
6: like yeah the, more bbd because johnny and ralph didn't go on that tour mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so that was just more that yeah
1: now lavelle i will say this i'm mad that i never got a chance to see the heads of state tour
6: and that, that was, no was a tour. tour
1: with yeah that was a tour with uh with ralph Mm-hmm. Uh, with Johnny mm-hmm. and with Bobby, the voices yeah. of yeah. Uh, of New Edition. I'm a New Edition head too, so you yeah.
4: know. Me uh, too. And that uh, yeah. Any Heartbreak album is one of the greatest albums in All R&B time. history. That's I'm, crazy, I'm sorry, All yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Jimmy Jam it's and Terry Lewis. Time. So, let, so listen, Vel. So when, when you were watching the biopic, mm-hmm. <laughs> were you that? <laughs> were you that dude that was sitting there because you know you know these guys? Were you yeah. that dude sitting there like? Okay, yeah, that's true to life. Okay, no, nah, that's that's some bullshit. All right, poetic right. license. Right, were you that right. dude? I, I was exactly that dude because I, <laughs> I, went,
6: on, I, went, on the, I went on the set. Um, they told me to come on the set for a couple of days, and so I saw when they were shooting the movie actually. And I thought, like, because I really thought it was going to be corny. Honestly, mm-hmm. I'm like, but y'all can't. Me make too,
0: me. but it, it was, was really good. Right. Mm-hmm.
6: Shit was really good, right? And so then good. right after that, Bob shot in his movie. And he asked me yeah. to come to Atlanta. And I went down there and I watched him, you know, do do his. And I was like, yo, y'all got these characters like up to par. So when I saw Woody, I was like, yo, this you. And so even in the new edition biopic, what's crazy is, and I, I'll pull up the picture, like it's 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 wild. My cousin was in the original group. Shout out to Trav, Trav Pettis, right? Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if you remember in the show, it was Trav and Corey but yeah like so but they ended up leaving because Trav just wanted to hoop he ain't want to rehearse every day you know what I'm saying he's like man I'm a basketball player and so that's when Brooke went to Cathedral Projects Cathedral is down the street from Orchard Park and he got his nephew Ronnie right and Mm -hmm. that's when he bought Ronnie back into the group so I'm looking at all this stuff go. And I just remember Ralph and the projects. Ralph was always the karate dude. So he was like the Bruce Lee dude the <laughs> by himself, right? Because me, Ralph, and Rick stayed in the same building. Mike stayed across mm-hmm. the street. And so it was, it was up to par and it was up to form. And I, the one thing I loved it, they were all on set. And those characters spent a lot of time with each one of them, getting their accents, mm-hmm. getting their ways, just learning things. And the beautiful thing about it was they all learned things about each other that they never really even knew about themselves, right? So they didn't even know that Rav had declined the solo career and decided to stay with the group, oh, right? right? You know what I'm saying? Like, at 12 years old, right? That's loyalty, right? They they was like, yo, we need you to, you know, because Rav's voice is distinctive, right. right? Even to this day, it's distinctive. And so people didn't know that Rav decided to say nah I'm from OP on on not get down like that because he was loyal to them that was great people always wondered why Bob acted the way he did but I was like Bob was the founding member of the group that group really started because Bob said Ricky and Mike I'm going to start a group y'all just get on stage and dance behind me <laughs> right? that's how the group started <laughs> Right, so it was Bob's group Right, anybody from Orchard Park in Boston know Bob was a, a, a DJ and he would do the block parties as a kid But he was always the dude that was doing the attention thing or whatever, whatever. And then once they went to the uh, talent show and Maurice Starr saw them after they Mm -hmm. won the talent show, they went to cut the album and they was trying out each other's people's voices because he just wanted to make a song that was directly parallel to um, ABC by the Jackson 5, right? That's Mm -hmm. all Candy Girl is, is ABC by the Jackson Mm -hmm. 5. Mm -hmm. And so when he heard Rav's voice, he said, yo, that's it. You're the lead singer of the group. So now Bob's sitting there like, shit, I be damned like I'm the one who started. So that's Bob's issue the
4: whole time. So it's really
6: crazy. So that movie just gave them an opportunity to educate themselves, right, to things that they really didn't know as well as the fans. So I thought it was a beautiful thing, man. And I tell them all the time. I talk to them two, three times a week. Ralph's birthday was yesterday. So I always talk to them. And I try to tell them that, man, like, yo, don't take this for granted because God still have all six right. of you here for a reason. Yeah. We see the unsungs, and unsungs never end happily. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That shit start off good, again. but it ends end tragically
0: because well, somebody That been, high, that been, high yeah. five one is, Ooh. I cried at you. I've only watched it once. I've only watched it once.
1: Crazy.
6: You ever seen it's the Teddy P, Doc?
0: Yeah, the Teddy P joint? The Teddy P joint? Yo. Right, yeah. Now so we'll all tell those you. movies,
6: it is with so Anybody i was like, yo, why y'all? The one about here? the silvers. Enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> yep. this shit is crazy. Mm-hmm. Troop and
4: like, yeah, and all of them, yo, just, yeah. just
6: all of it, man. That shit is it's hard to look at because those right. all of those groups really raised us, right? right? All of, all of those yeah. groups really gave us pivotal times in our life where they communicated for us because we couldn't communicate for ourselves. You
3: right. know, man, I would love to talk to New Edition and ask them like. How do they feel about the non-existence of the 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 black boy band now?
4: That, that's crazy.
3: No yeah, more more boy I, I, would, like, I would love to talk to them about whatsoever. that. Not no you know, black, that, not, what not what no black them, bands. Right. That's what makes them boy continue bands.
6: to be relevant, and that's mm-hmm. what makes them, you know, immortal. Kind of. I'm gonna show you a picture. I don't know if y'all can see this. This is kind of. Oh shit! I don't even know how to do that. All right, can y'all see this picture? Yeah, we can yeah. see. It. We can see it. Yeah, all right. That's my. Okay, I'm gonna point because I don't know. Nah, this is so. This is my left hand. It got it backwards. Do, do... that's my that's Dim. That's my cousin Travis. Um, you see Bob mm-hmm. on the far wing. You see Ralph <laughs> in white pants. You see Rick in the back. Oh, right. You that's see crazy. You see Mike, and then you see mm-hmm. Trav. That was the original new edition right there.
4: Wow! Wow!
6: Like, wow. I raided my mom's photo album and like I got oh, pictures. Man. You you wouldn't right. believe this shit. Like it's it's crazy, right? So that's what it was. That's so.
3: Crazy! Wow! He like wow, that man. fourth member of Boys the Men. The motherfucker just left. He done tall him. The tall nigga. Hold on! Oh, don't do yeah. no, him that. Don't do him Yeah, Don't do him like
0: that. Don't do him like that. Don't do him like that. He said, "Don't come the belly." There was four niggas. There was four niggas in
3: Boys the Men, man. There was four niggas.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> he had he had, he had, he had
2: some he had back issues, and they won't treating him right. You know what I'm saying? They'll they'll never like the, the the nigga with the deep voice. You know what I'm saying? They'll never treat him right. He'll never get the real thing Yeah, <laughs> he,
6: he got um,
0: he yeah, got he got, got, like, he scoliosis got. or something. Yeah, right? something yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm. what happened to him, man. Yeah, right.
3: yeah. Don't,
1: like don't. yeah. yeah look, look, don't, don't, don't do do him like that. Now, look, coach, man, look. And I just got to drop one more video on you, just real quick just real Let's quick okay cuz we talked about you being an influencer okay and uh-huh. influencers so much that i have never hold on <clears throat> oh my God. i have Get never <laughs> ever seen a hbcu coach do this
4: this Yeah, yo. Yo, Hit it one more time, Perry. Hit it. Hit it one more time. Hit it one more time. Hit it one
5: more time.
4: Yep, more cheese, please. Immortalized as a meme. You have truly, truly arrived, bro. Hey, not
6: not, not not to let's get back on that question real fast. Hold that thought. I want to show you this. This is crazy right? It oh, just popped up oh. in my phone, right? So, Key, I don't know if you remember. It might have been, Keisha, it was like 19. I don't know if y'all remember. It was like 91, I believe, right? New Edition has shot a... They shot this video called Word. They had this song called Word to the Mother. Y'all remember that? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So, that's a BBD song. There you go. You're right. It's yeah. a
6: BBD song, right? And so uh, I'm in Raleigh, so I tell my mom, I was like, they had called and said they're going back to Orchard Park to shoot the video. They was like, yo, you got to come up here. I was like, oh my god, I begged my mom, I'm in high school, I begged my mom to go back up there. So I go back up there, they got the video shoot, they got helicopters, this shit crazy in the projects, right? And so Mike has four dudes with him, and he was like, yo, Val, you know, Mike, how you talking, he's like, yo, Val, I'm telling you, they next up right there. And I was like, huh? He's like, they next up right there. And at the time, my basketball coach, his name is me and Mike's first basketball coach or OP was a guy by the name of Marvin McIntyre. Marvin has a studio in Atlanta. He just now he just like the A&R. He just grooms all the acts prior to them hitting the stage or whatever. Now, when they about to go on tour, he does that. So Mike sent them with Marv and Marv sent them back to him. So Mike was telling me, he's like, yo, them four dudes right there, they next up. Nobody knew them. I just thought, I like who the hell is this? They in the projects, they had denim clothes. Jules. on. It, like this, that picture. So I took a picture of them yeah. in the projects. Hold on, oh, get, wow. back it
3: up, back it up, back, back yeah, oh, it right? up.
6: Wow. Can you see it? Oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah, I took a picture of them in the project. Nobody knew who they were, though. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I just took a picture because Mike was like, yo, I'm telling you, no, wow. it's up there. Wow. So they came to the, you can see the projects in the background and they, that's, that's the uh, baseball field right there. So they were just there and Mike was like, yo, I'm telling you, they next <laughs> up. And I took a picture and then by the time I got back to Raleigh, a month later, they were just low Motown Philly. I was like, oh man. Yep. Oh, nice. wow. But wow. we can go back to the cheese meme thing that y'all got. <laughs> <laughs>
2: y'all ain't shit
6: for that. I'll tell you, that's, 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 that's <laughs> that's you that.
0: that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you notice how he deflected off that shit? Let me go back to yeah, and the right, and right,
0: right. right.
4: nigga. That
3: PR right. advisor is working very well. That PR advisor is working very well there, sir. You did not realize that's never
0: going away, right? <laughs> mm, yeah, it's, it's probably oh, yeah. if I go yeah. if I go yep. to gifts
5: in Facebook to do a reaction yep. to somebody's comment. Shut up! It's gonna be on for there. cheese. It's yep. probably on there.
0: Yeah, but then yeah. they started
6: yep. the next day when I thought it calmed down. They started hit me with like. The pencil sharpening thing.
0: That's yeah, like, so you, you got
6: a fly outfit on, and you go sharpen your pencil. Like, damn, That's That's right. sorry, it, was, it was crazy, man. Everybody just on your neck about it, man. So yeah. it, ain't, it ain't, no fun going viral. But but at least you
1: know <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's forever. Okay.
6: It's forever.
3: It's forever.
1: It is Yeah. It, it is pretty pretty much. forever. That, your shit. Pencil gonna that shit. I'm shit.
3: Fuck that. In I'm an F- NFT in that shit. NFT. F- F- that shit. Fuck that. Maybe uh
1: no. coach, one more quick question, okay? Yes, sir. Are um are you doing the um uh the the event, the event, and I apologize. the um the single mother salute. Yes, uh
6: sir.
1: will you be doing that again this year?
6: Yes, sir. That's every year. I think this will be our eighth, ninth year into full okay. effect. Okay. We just um, man, it's the most amazing event. Right. Because it's named after my mom. It's an honor. of My mom. I also give away 10 awards and she, she reads all the letters and she decide the winners. And, you know, it's we probably give away. We honor 150 single moms each year in the triangle community and all all they got to do is just be nominated by somebody. Hell, they can nominate themselves. We ain't that tricky on it. Just send an email to their kids and say, look, I want to come to the single moms, and that's it. And then from there, they just, if they want, they tell, they, they submit a, I don't want to say an essay, but they just submit a line or two or however long or short they want it to be on why they should be single mother of the year. And that's where I get to know them. And the only people that read the stories are myself and my mom and those stories are incredible, man. Like, it, it breaks your heart, right? You're looking at a beautiful woman who has herself together externally, but she done been through hell and back inside. You know what I'm saying? But she's still able to smile throughout the face of adversity, and that's the beauty, and that's the power of single moms. I'm sure we all um, encounter or was raised or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever by one. We understand the power of women and the beauty in that, and so we celebrate it. And, man, I partnered with, a lot of companies and we probably give away over $60,000 worth of prizes, you know, um, vacations, um, gift cards, um, man, you name it. Like it it go, we, last year, I think we gave away vacations to Aruba, uh, Dubai, Orlando, Myrtle Beach, um, Vegas, um, Mm. New York, like all expenses paid, man. We had a young lady who she had four kids and she couldn't keep a steady job because she didn't have reliable transportation. Her car kept breaking down. But she worked her ass off, but her car just kept breaking down. So I got with the dealership, and we got a minivan. Like, she sends me a picture of that minivan every month. I was like, you ain't got to do that anymore. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, those are the things, man. Like, she And now she was able to get reliable transportation. And from that, she got a promotion at her job and so on and so forth. But it's just about helping people, man, and celebrating them. I and we've had some phenomenal speakers. Last year was Wanda Durant, Kevin Durant's mom. Mm. Um, We had David Banner come through, right? I was at that just, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Banner came through. Um uh, we had uh, what's uh, Terry from the, the Steve Harvey show, Terry Vaughn. Terry Vaughn, um, okay. Terry Vaughn, you know, came soon. Um We've been in contact with Monica and Brandy this year, you know what I'm saying, to see if they want to come. So it's, it's, it's all well, incredible. Are would going to
5: fight?
3: Would you, would you, would you, well, I, I don't fight.
6: want them to fight. We got to be <laughs>
3: What you got for some black single fathers? I'm about to I'm about to damn adopt like five white children.
6: Uh, no, you're not. I need to do no, that. You know what you I'm gonna do everything. for the men what I wanna do for the fellas is what I wanna do for the fellas is a daddy-daughter dance. Right? Oh, so yeah, we, we can all like take dope. our daughters. To dances and you know just spend that time together dope, with them man. too man so i want to you know we'll call it the girl dad dance or something so man, you know that's that's dope, coming man. up next man i'm always coming up with ideas and my wife be like damn sit your ass down somewhere you know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> like you just did way too much man, you know what man. i'm saying and i do but man so mm. many people did so much for me man and i can't right even forget right that, most
3: definitely man
1: look ladies and gentlemen uh look make sure you follow this man on all your social media platforms, okay? Make
5: sure... Especially you... Twitter where he be talking that shit. Exactly. <laughs> Look, Damn, I gotta make talk to you sure...
3: about that I can't be on Twitter all the time.
5: Make sure <laughs> you go
1: by his website, CoachLavelleMoulton.com. Okay? Yes, yes. Um, get to get to know and get to learn the Lavelle Cares Foundation. I mean, sorry, the Vell Cares Lavelle Cares
6: Foundation. Foundation. Yep.
1: Foundation okay, um look, coach, man look, the closer that we get to uh you know get to the uh you know single mother salutes, okay, you're welcome to come back on, okay we've yes, really sir. really and truly have enjoyed this conversation uh, ladies and gentlemen, coach of our beloved North Carolina Central University.
5: Coastalville Moten and hello, Eagle you. Thank thank alumni. Yeah, hello alumni as well. Thank, well, all well, all well, well, thank
0: well, you. Fuck well, all, well, well, thank well, you all that. Thank you for coming well, through. Just well, ready well, to take. All that Lane street, street, yeah. street
6: all
3: day. Lane Street Chavis High all.
6: Lane Street all day, man. I appreciate you, man. Thank you guys. I had a blast, man.
4: Yeah, man. Really appreciate you, bro. Really appreciate you. Thanks for coming through, man.
6: No doubt, anytime, please. Dude, call love me. you, Make dude. Me man, back again. Me. Love you, boss. Love you, oh, Keith. Trust care, y'all. me,
1: we will. Bye, man. Bye. Absolutely.
6: <laughs> all right, my God. Appreciate y'all. Good night, brother.
1: Woo, man.
5: Look, uh, y'all, that was, so was good, beautiful. Yeah. You put, you put so him good, on man. big string, screen on purpose because our show was about to put all of y'all out of here except for me and him because we're the ones that went to In Love High School in Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, Lord. Lord. Good look.
4: Nobody cares, but um. <coughs> Everybody me. cares yeah, Exactly, exactly. look Everybody ladies, cares
1: Ladies and gentlemen, once again Thank you for joining us on Straight to Tape You know you can catch us Tuesdays, 8pm Eastern Standard Time, right here on Facebook Live, on YouTube and on Twitch Audio version of Straight to Tape Which is now powered by ACAST You can catch that on all of your favorite Podcasts and platforms, this episode Will be up real soon for your audio, for you, for your audio and oral pleasure. Um, you know what,
4: man?
2: <laughs> oh boy!
4: I it. go ahead, go ahead. yeah, I got it. I
1: got it. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, My no.
2: fingers
5: on the trigger right now. I would just like to let yeah. you know
4: that,
1: Lord, Lord, Lord. Follow us on scared. our social media platforms. Uh, make sure you, you know, make sure you hit us up on our, uh, you know, at uh, S Two T Media, our YouTube channel. Your Bishop, Bishop.
2: What's up? I'm here, baby. Yo, yeah, you
1: know yo. yo what you yo, bro, what you got going on tomorrow on Intelligence? Tomorrow, Action? man,
2: we're gonna we gonna going we gonna dive deep in some of the um some of the things that's going on with America. You know what I'm saying? Uh America. I think we're supposed to I think we're supposed to have the street flavor the street flavor people on. I don't know. I gotta I gotta clear with Sam. uh to see if he come on this week. Uh but yeah, man. Oh yeah, uh,
1: yeah. I keep on forgetting you did call you did call out DJ Sam. And I sure Sam I know I know funded. I didn't just call
2: out DJ Sam's. I called out the whole damn Street Flavor mix. The street first off, y'all, if y'all have a chance, check out all stuff from Street Flavor uh music and the conglomerate. It's a dope situation. But also, fuck the motherfuckers because guess what? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm the friend. Don't
4: do it. I'm, the do friend. Do I'm their
2: friend. They should have hit me up in my inbox like, hey Bishop, let's let put together an interview. I don't have I got a whole bunch of celebrity friends that don't like me. <laughs>
5: You have a whole bunch okay. of non-celebrity friends that don't like you. So what?
2: Well, then, then, then there it is. But at I love I have, you. I love at you. At least don't. I have friends. Matter. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of us don't. <laughs> but look,
1: but look, ladies and gentlemen, look! Make sure you check. Make sure you check out Bishop Omega and the crew over at Intelligently Ratchet. Make Wednesday sure- night today. Wednesday night today. Okay. Uh, I hope everyone went out and did their civic duty and voted yep okay you know mm-hmm. uh anything else anyone else has
3: yo um t- shirts their're belly socks good night
4: whatever man Look, i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna go ahead and uh, and uh and uh and give love man you know what i'm saying you sure we, we we gotta do it of course man of
5: course you sure of course. rob are you sure
4: bruh Go.
5: Why you keep trying to right. prolong this show? Just hit the button so No, I to, you know, no, no, no. Rob wanted to show said he wanted to show love.
4: I'ma show
3: love.
1: Yes, yeah, hit the button. Love. You
3: keep
4: asking. Close my eyes. I don't think I want to see this. I'ma show love, man. So yeah, man. Uh you know, we always love when y'all rock out with your favorite podcast, man. And uh, keep on rocking out with your favorite podcast and share the streams and the whole nine Big up to everybody that shared the stream. Thank you. And uh just want to show some love to the comment section early on the check-in, the homie Barrett Downing. We had Scott Graham in the building, Nisai on the check-in. My man Raj, the big chief. Reg, that dude, Daniel Allen, he had to check out early. He's got something to do early in the morning, so he had to check out. The homie, Asim. We had McLoy Bynum in the house. Hadn't seen him in a while. What's going on, bro? My man, Ethan, in the building. Jay Trey. Also, Tabitha on the check-in. Hey, Tab uh reacts we had latasha singleton we had natasha evans farrington we had the homie of course tanya t lynn carter and neatrice holmes thank you everybody for checking in commenting staying active and uh like i said share the streams you know what i'm saying drop the reacts drop the hearts all that good stuff and keep rocking with your favorite podcast man hey guess what
5: some of those people you gave love to went to Inlo high school Let's yep. continue.
1: On. And, and, and actually, and speaking of Enlo, okay, uh, I would like to actually, I would like to dedicate this show to, uh, you know, to of course to someone's someone who's been rocking with straight to tape from the very beginning. Actually, she's responsible for one of the greatest audio shows we ever did
0: mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. with
1: the artist Josie Mo. Okay, she's responsible. All right, so How
4: long not responsible. Ago? That was like, like three was years thing. ago, right? It was her fault. <laughs> it was her fault, exactly. It was her Thank fault. You very
5: much. It was her fault.
4: Let's it get it right.
5: Fault. We're not. We're not going to discuss the specifics, but it was her fault. And I'd like to dedicate this show to one of my very best friends in the mm-hmm. whole wide world. She's currently recovering in the hospital. She had a stroke on Friday. And it was scary for her and scary for everyone who loves her. But yeah, she is doing her. well. We're yeah. still cutting up and cracking jokes. And I love her so much, Faith Farley. She has a long road to recovery. But we're going to do it because I am not pushing her ass around in a wheelchair, all the places that we still have to go in our lives. So mm-hmm. she'll be running by August.
1: You got this, baby. You got this, and we you got love you. We love
3: you, you bro, girl. Yeah.
1: Uh, so, look, ladies and gentlemen, once again, another great episode of Straight to Tape. We will see you guys next week. As always, stay active, okay? Uh, you know, stay, stay community involved. Stay safe. If some of y'all stay strapped, but most of all, stay loved, okay? You
0: talking, about?
3: you talking about lesbians? Um,
1: Tico, I hate you. We're hate out. You.
3: No, that is, that. <laughs>